Hey everyone, thanks a lot for tuning in again to this second episode of Optimizing for a Happiness. And this week we talk about when is the right moment to quit your job and how to get started with your first business venture. And this episode has been simply overwhelming for us. We had about 300 people joining us on the show and we thought it would last for an hour or so, but it ended up being a three hour long show. And I highly recommend that you watch it all because there's so much information and knowledge in there, so many insights and experiences, not only from my team, myself, but also the other guests we had on the show and all the other people that were joining and either asking a question or sharing their own experience from starting up their own business. And I honestly believe there's hardly a business book out there when you can find so much real and honest information than what we have discussed during this show. If you like the show and you're watching it on YouTube right now, I would really appreciate if you could give it a thumbs up. And if you happen to listen to the podcast, it would be great if you could give it a review on iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher. Thanks a lot, guys, and enjoy the live show. So welcome everyone back to the second session of Optimizing for Happiness. Last week we had a great discussion about digital nomads. And this week um, we go a bit more about practical things about how to quit your job or when to quit your job, when is the right time and when and how to start your first business. And as guests today we have Estella connecting from Budapest and we have Bjorn connecting from London. And then there's also Fran connecting from Barcelona and he is also with me at the Optimizing for Happiness team and he will help a bit managing the chaos in the chat and keep everything under control. And we also have a Facebook page where you can add your questions and you can vote for other people's questions or add your own questions and we'll try to address the questions with the most votes. And Fran will leave uh, at mm -hmm. some point and leave the guest seat open. So the idea of this live session is that not only the few of us discuss here, um, it's really open to everyone to join and give your opinion, ask questions or, or just give a comment. So I leave it up to you three guys now to introduce yourself. Maybe let's start with you, Estella. So hey, everyone. Um, well, my name is Estella. I was born in Budapest. That's where I'm, I'm now. I just came back one week ago and visiting family and probably I'm going to stay for a month or two. And I left my country when I was 18. I went to the US to study and I lived in many different countries like London and France, Portugal, Spain, Mexico. And I did quite a bit of traveling in between. And like my background is something really different than what I do now, but I was always looking for jobs that supporting travel. So I studied anthropology first and then international development. And then kind of in the last year of my master, I realized that actually I really want to be more free. So I started to freelance as a web designer and developer, and that's what I've been doing ever since. And then right now I'm in a transition again, trying to upscale from the freelance uh, path to more uh, business and an agency. But um, yeah, we, we can, I don't know how much time we have to talk or how much, you know, details I have to go into. I think we have as much time as people want to listen to, but let's keep the yeah, introduction okay. so maybe shorter and yeah. talk about the details <laughs> later on. Um, yeah, hi from London. Um, as you can see in my description, I was born in Romania, Transylvania. I'm German, um, four years in London now. I transitioned um, exactly from freelancer to a um, small group of, um, of experts building an agency now um, early 2015. And before I've been working, I came to London actually for, for a job offer. And now I'm doing like the last 
check in my box to actually work start start a business um yes that's my short background okay and fran you want to explain a bit about yourself what you're doing what your background is and also how you came to mobile jazz mm -hmm. so yeah i'm originally from mexico i moved to barcelona five years ago and then i started working for a small studio as a web developer then i uh, went on my own i founded a small developers studio that was kind of merged within mobile jazz to found the first web team and since then we've been growing up and then later we started with the optimizing for happiness venture as i was saying one of the most popular questions uh, is has been asked to you guys is uh, did you have any savings when you decided to go on your own and, and or how did you come up with this first decision to um support yourselves basically well uh, i can go first um, yeah. yeah so for me it was kind of like i i had many different you know like uh, different uh, periods in my life and the first time when i was finishing my master i was in working for an ngo in peru in lima and i was working in an office which for many different reasons i didn't really like and it kind of you know i i was working on my thesis i knew that like i basically i have two choices after i finish my master i either have to just really apply for for jobs and you know shine make a shining cv and maybe you know go for a phd or something or i just kind of leave the whole circle of academia and i'm going to start doing my freelance full time and that's what i i decided and that time i didn't really have you know much savings but i didn't need that much because i was uh, living in at an eco eco uh, village up in in portugal so mm -hmm. i was you know like basically it was kind of an easy choice that when you don't have to spend so much money on living in a big city then it's much easier to kind of you know like shift into a different lifestyle and i was kind of lucky as well i guess what about you Bjorn? Um, yeah i definitely had savings um i used some of the savings for to travel and before i got started um because i knew it's going to be like busy and i think it's unwise to to start a business without like a little bit of a plan and also like um savings because it will always cost you like i think the rule is three to five times what you think it will cost you so it's um yeah you definitely need want to have savings when you go into your business um and even better than savings is savings and customers already so you don't start from scratch but actually you um you start already with something and that was actually the case so i think if you can for me it's like i had some consulting um, offers. Um, so when I changed job um, and after traveling, I started like slow with one, two clients and that moved then up to three and so on. So I think it's good to have it. Otherwise, I think you have, you move from a secure place to a very uncertain, very unsecure place, which can be create a lot of anxiety. Sorry. Hi. Okay. Hey, Russ. Hello, Russ. What's the topic of a conversation here? I'd love to join. <laughs> as the title reads is when to quit your job and how to get started with your first business launching your own business launching your business quitting your job um in general how to yeah how to do that step and how to prepare yourself to do that step and what sort of intricacies do, does it imply do you have something to share in 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 terms of what you have done probably the background uh, yeah. So in 2008, 
at the the pits of the economic uh, recession, I quit my really cushy job um, to start my own company. So I have a bit of experience. Um, I have a bit of experience in this in this realm. Mm-hmm. What do you know? Yeah, it's tough. It's hard. It's really hard. You know, quitting your job and changing court, you know, life directions is not, uh, it's not easy. Um, but having a sense of focus and purpose and having friends around you, helping you along the way, I think is really important. What so you're one of the co-founders of Vine, right? Yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of Vine, the, the video app that's now owned by Twitter. And was that, your, I, well, uh, I don't know the background of that. I, I haven't, haven't read about it. Of course, I know Bind, but what was that your first venture before having a, a before that you had a job? Uh, no, I started uh, say two companies prior to that. A design and engineering mm-hmm. studio called Big Human, um, you know, which is still around. It's off with an office in uh, Union Square, New York. It's a team mm-hmm. of thirty people, um, and we, uh, yeah, we developed um, we developed Vine as a side project. Um, myself and my co-founder Dom Hoffman, um, mm-hmm. big human offices. I love how this turned to, into an interview wanna, discussion. Hey, do you, yeah. Do you want to tell us more about like the transition? What's that? Can you tell more about the transition? That what was the first motivation that made you like quit the job and like you know make that first step? Was... That's that's what it is. I think you know for the folks watching. Uh, now and you know us on the panel um we get you know we're we're all entrepreneurs and self-starters so we get that um you know when you want more when you have a dream you can actually uh get it done by simply beginning simply starting that's what it is (laughs) procrastination i think everyone's an entrepreneur um and and they're just procrastinating if they're a company and I, i would have one more question if it's possible like sure. what does, yeah, so what is the one thing that you would do different that if you start now or like what is kind of that, you know, one thing that, you know, you look back and you say that, well, if I knew that before or if I can kind of go back in time and tell it myself, you know, then what would it be? Um, I think, I think, you know, at a certain point you realize that um, you're working with people and people just want to feel normal and be treated like everyone else. Um, and sometimes, you know, business context, uh, makes you behave a certain way and you don't have certain conversations with people that, you know, you should. So always ask yourself, like, what am I not talking about with my co-founders with the people that I'm working with, you know, with my friends, um, you know, people, you know, people around me and have those conversations. Right. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's all about openness and communication and having those hard conversations. Um, that's, that's one thing that I would do differently. It's actually had, have had those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been working really small scale. I was doing as a freelancer, I was doing everything for myself from, you know, taking on the client, the design development, everything. And then this is like, right now I'm, I'm trying to make the shift to, to become more an agency. And, but even now I'm still like doing the, customer development and really finding the niche and finding the, the kind of people that I want to be working with. And uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, I'm thinking about the corporate at all. Hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Stefan did 
worked for a corporate and didn't enjoy that time? No, no, not really that much. I mean, I spent, I, I used to be a car mechanic back in the days and that is somewhat corporate, but that time I actually enjoyed a lot because I learned a lot from the apprenticeship. And for everyone who has the possibility to do an apprenticeship in their countries, I highly recommend it. I learned much, much more than in school. And I worked a short time for Volkswagen, um, but it was research. It was a research lab. Um, so it was a lot better than, than just working corporate. But still, there are a lot of things that, that are corporate and take a lot of time. And I pretty much knew from the beginning I'm not a person who wants to work in corporate. But I also have nothing against corporate because even there you can learn a lot of things. And we maybe have a couple of other people joining later who have worked in corporate before and can tell their story. But I think everything is good. Also, just having a regular job for a while. A lot of people are just um, leaving school and are dreaming about to start their own business. But without really knowing um, what to do or even what you want to do in life, I, I personally think it doesn't make much sense just to get started. So it's good to try the different um, things, different various different jobs, um, but also to build your own network of people. Because when you get started, you you basically need to make money immediately right away um, to support yourself and maybe things you need to buy. And if you start with zero people in your own network, that is pretty pretty tough. Mm -hmm. yeah. Come back, back to your apprenticeship. apprenticeship I think what you said yeah. that. Um, Working for a company is, especially after finishing like high school or university, I think it it is a good apprenticeship because you need to learn how the uh, world ticks and how it works. So I think it's good to spend um, at least like a couple of years, four or five years, um, like up to your late 20s at least, I think, to work. Um, at least test different grounds yeah. because um, you can't compare otherwise. And as you said, I think being financially independent is it's a big step from really becoming an adult. And it's a lot of times, um, I think the early stages you move from, like you need to make your own money and everything. At the same time, you're still excited. So a lot of times people have to, the inspiration to actually start something, but a lot of times actually they go too broad and do too many things without really understanding like um, how other businesses make their money. So I think it's, yeah, it's good to have that. And also it helps you actually to understand what you don't want. And I think that's a good thing from the job as well, to see like how it can be. But working for yourself or building something has complete a complete range of own challenges. So it's good to really, um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I work for IBM, for medium-sized companies and for my own stuff, but um, each of the, the things have that bring their own challenges with, with them. I just wanna give out a general message. So we have a Facebook group where you can post messages and vote up other people's messages just so it doesn't get too chaotic in the chat. And also, if you don't want to join the live discussion on video uh, because you have something to say or you have a question, just let us know in chat as well and we create a spot for you. Yeah, actually, now that you have a good internet again, I think I'm going to free the spot and then go back to the chat. Okay. I see that there's an interesting question here that says that, well, more like a comment from Creative Fortitas. It's hard to give up a full-time job. I did it, and it was the best thing ever I did, but it's not for everyone. Um, I, I agree on, on that, but that that's something that I, it's, I think, worth it to discuss, that even though that is not for everyone, I think everyone can learn or educate 
want like yourself to 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 make this step if this is really what you what you up to yeah i mean i i never really had a full-time job so for me yeah. it's difficult but maybe estella and bjorn you have some comments I, on that. I i didn't really have a full-time job uh i did yeah i i didn't really have a full-time job i was doing it for four months and i quit i didn't i couldn't handle it for long um i don't know i would say um building your business is a two day two times full-time job so um you need to do much more much more things um on your own like without a team especially work for bigger corporations so um but what what is true is definitely the freedom that you can decide um when you work or which route you go which can also be a challenge because you can procrastinate and as humans we always tend to go the the route that's the easiest the, the with the least resistance um in a company at least you have a little bit of structure so i think the procrastination or the self-discipline and actually knowing where you want to go is becomes really really important so i i disagree and i agree but i think um yeah it's, it's structure is important but yeah it's good, yeah it's good to compare but it's like I wouldn't see it as an excuse. I think that's definitely the wrong, the wrong way to see it. Um, it depends like why you want to build a business. Freedom is a definitely a good thing. Um, being independent, doing what you love is a, is a very big one. Having the ability to decide about um, your own decisions. I think that's another big one. But what I saw is like the more you build a proper business, the more actually you become again one of these small companies or all these structures you see in, in corporations or in even normal startups. Uh, they come again and you are there from the, from the beginning and I need to build it from scratch so it's good to have experienced that a little bit before yeah regarding the facebook questions when before i was kicked out how far did you get just to the first one okay so maybe let's move on to the next question which is how to get your first clients so i know Bjorn, you're pretty new into your own business estella for how long have you been in the business well, as a freelancer, uh, I was I've been doing freelancer for about four years. But right now, I'm really in the switch, and you know, I'm, I'm right now I'm really defining the new niche and the new customer segment that I want to be working with. So right now, I'm right in the middle, and actually, I have tons of questions and not really solutions just yet. So right now, I'm experimenting with different channels and and really defining that you know where, where what is the best uh, channel that I will be able to to be like a new customer. Um, market so for your freelancing business how did you do it back then how did you find your first clients yeah actually it was a yeah actually it was a really uh, interesting start I started to first I just walked into two places I was living in Mexico that time and I just walked into different uh, creative offices and different places and I was offering people that my services and that's how I got my first two jobs and then after that i started to do a bit online and actually it just kind of pick on i i'm like i was just thinking about yesterday that how you know everything started and and it's difficult to say just first person give my thing to the next one and people started to call me and people like what i did so more and more people started to come and mm -hmm. so i didn't really have a proper focus i didn't really have the way how i'm going to be building my uh, customers and that's something that I want to be changing now I want to be a bit more conscious about my choices and the way that how I build my next business because it's been doing like it's been amazing these last four years and I've been learning a lot 
but I also feel that it's really good that when you can work with different methods and sometimes it's really good to be lucky and kind of like flow into things but it's also really good that when you can actually take a little bit more control or consciousness how you actually find the people you're working with and what is the skill that you want to be aiming for and all those things so that's the next kind of lesson that i'm learning right now okay maybe i can share some of my tips on, on how yeah, to find that would be great. Especially now we're quite a big company. We're 20 people a company all bootstrapped and having a constant stream of clients is very, very important for us. So how I did it initially was actually quite natural for myself. And what I did, I, I live back then in Barcelona. I just started going to networking events a lot because I was new in the city and I wanted to meet people. So it was very, very natural to meet a lot of people. But what I did um, additionally... Did you have any specific focus that what are the kind of people or companies you're looking for? Uh, not really, not on, the, not on the company. So it was more more in personal interest that I went out to networking events, uh, mostly on meetup.com or other events. But what I did back then, I didn't find the quality sufficiently good enough of those events that were out there. So I just started creating my own network events. And one was called uh, Hackers and Founders. From um, It's a big... Well, relatively big organization. Um, it started out of the Hacker News Forum. And I just started the Barcelona chapter with a couple of other people. And then later on, we did more events and bigger events, and we took it to a more professional level. And we ended up organizing events with four or 500 people together with TechCrunch and NextWeb. And all that really gave it a big boost in, in building my personal network. And what I also do a lot, I post a lot of things about what I do professionally on Facebook. And these posts usually don't get a lot of comments or like from likes from people. But still, I know that a lot of people read them because sometimes it happens that people just um, reach out to me and ask me about something to get an app built or a website built. And the good thing about this is even though people are not interested when you post it, they still know about you and remember you. Exactly, yeah. they remember you. So many times it's just about remembering and it happens many times that I, I meet people and two years later I hardly remember them, but they remember me and reach out to me and, and come, come with a new project. So yeah. it's really so about, do, you, yeah. do you have like a constant flow of, uh, of, of, of work coming in or do you have like at the beginning, how was kind of the, the first maybe six months or was it sometimes ups and downs? Downs, while it, it really pick it on, or, or or how did you experience it? So in the beginning, the one of the reasons why we actually started Mobile Jazz is because um, I had a project which was really really big, and I couldn't do it by myself. So I partnered up with two other people, and we started a company, and that's how it was all kicked off. Yeah. And then it just happened that all the other work that I came became on later that we also introduced that to Mobile Jazz and. Um, we started to hire people. So in the first year, I think at the end of first year, we had two employees. At uh, the end of the second year, we were 10 people in total. And now we're around 20 people. So it, it grew really, really fast. But I was also lucky to be in the position to be in the growing market while development. The whole mobile app space was really growing a lot back then. I mean, it's still growing, but not as much as back then. Yeah. Well, later on, I don't know what time, I, I, I would love to have some more questions about the remote team and how you can actually like manage and, and deliver projects remote. But that's, mm -hmm. I don't know that if it's the right time now or, or later. Yeah, let's, I think, 
Let's say we like yeah, so so I'm, I'm going to leave the seat open. There's somebody uh, trying to also join. Okay, so. perfect. Thank you, Fran. Um, Intercorrect drop, but um, I think it's about positioning, how you position yourself. Um, people remember you as the web guy, the mobile guy, or one specific thing. And um, if you can manage to, okay, if you can manage to actually, if you ask people like what, what they know you for, like professionally, they will tell you like, oh, we think you are the innovation guy, the web guy. So I think it's good to have a clear message. And I mean, for Stefan, I mean, it's your, uh, it was very clear optimized for happiness and it's very clear what people think. So I think it's good to mix that, especially in early stage, like private and, and business, because you need to get some customers. But, and if that's your passion, even better, because you don't want to do jobs just for, just for money, right? So if you position yourself around your passion, then you're happy to talk about your passion. Because um, you can talk about it um, without preparation, nothing, because it's what you love and what inspires you. So I think it's really good to know what you're passionate about. But I think the other question I think to ask is, I'll ask people always like what their challenge is currently, like what problems they have or what problems they try to solve. And then a lot of times it's they say something like, well, I'm, I don't know, I need a website, for example. And then you connect them with a web designer. Um, a lot of times um, you connect people and they you just have other people and they start helping you and um yeah you just have a reason to talk to people yeah i mean one last comment to that whole personal thing um i mix business and personal things 100 percent, and i have no problem for, with that that works for me really really fine so our clients know or at least the ones that ask that i travel around in the camper van that i go kite surfing during the day or go snowboarding and do all that stuff but i can do it because um I really care about the business. I, I care about the work we do. Um, clients can see that in the quality and also the way we communicate with them. And in the end, because of that, they always recommend us to other people. And we have a constant flow of work coming in for 20 people, even though we don't have a single salesperson. So and I don't know if that approach works for everyone, but for me, that works really, really well. And, and what about like where all the different team members are located? Are they all in Europe or everyone's different locations? Yeah, many people, almost all of them are now in, in Barcelona, okay. in our headquarters there. But Fran, who was there before, he is from Mexico. We have Luciano from Brazil. We have um, one guy from Ireland, one from England. Uh, we had a guy in Poland. We have one in Austria. And yeah, we also, we work remotely from Thailand ourselves. We moved uh, a part of the company over there and rented two houses. Yeah, and now we're actually going to Cape Town in January, February and work from there. We went skiing. So it's pretty much all set up remotely, even though we have an office and many people like to work from the office. Maybe I, I want to give Mike a quick chance to introduce himself. And you also wrote a pretty cool book I saw somewhere in the comments. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I just wanted to jump on. I, I loved your guys' topic and I love what you guys are saying. You guys are hitting all the right points and a lot more people need to hear this. So. I just wanted to share, I actually did write a, a book that I linked in the chat there. You guys don't have to opt in or anything. It's just a direct download. I'm just giving it out there. Um, this is a topic that a lot of people are struggling with as they try to go and make money online. There's a lot of people pitching this concept, but nobody really telling the real story of, you know, you're working a job and you're trying to make money online. What do you need to do? How do you position yourself to make that happen? It's a conscious choice. Not everybody has the financial freedom to just quit their job, ax it out and go. 
especially who people who are, this is an afterthought. This is something they're just trying to get down and do this for the first time. Maybe they've never tried to be the entrepreneur. They don't, they just don't get it. So they, they don't understand the different mindsets. They don't understand the, the networking side and the relational marketing and, and the fact that you have to prove that it's going to work before you just up and quit your job and leave your family hanging and whatever your situation is. So uh, the little book that I uh, posted there in the chat, and I guess I can uh, repost that link in a minute here, is it goes through seven steps that you have to do. There's seven stages of transitioning from being that employee, having that employee mindset and moving over to the entrepreneur business owner. Um, so just a quick breakdown for those who just don't feel like getting the book. Um, the first thing you need to do, get proof. Okay. Prove that you can make a sale, pitch friends, family, coworker, whoever you have at your immediate disposal, just make sure somebody will actually pay you for this service. Even if you only make $1, just prove you can do it. Learn to get out there and ask for the sale. The second thing is to make a checklist of all your big goals. What do I need to do from A to B? Put them on the calendar and give them due dates. Make it real. Make it something you have to meet in order to get there. The next thing, work at it every single day. Work on those goals daily, daily. Even if it's an hour, even if it's two hours, once you finish your day job, on your lunch break, whatever. Work daily. That equity will start to build up over time. And before you know it, two weeks have gone by, two months, six months. Now you have something concrete to show, something to work with. Um, the next thing is while you're working, take a vacation. Use those vacation days. But don't take a vacation to go travel somewhere like everybody else does. It's just wasting more income. Take that vacation to settle in and work uninterrupted on your new adventure, on your new business and really separate yourself from that employee and practice being the employer, the entrepreneur all by yourself, working uninterrupted during that vacation time. Uh, the next thing is take, a, take advantage of any opportunity. If your business offers you the chance to go out and get certified in something, do it. If they're going to pay for you to take classes, go do it. If they're gonna pay for you to go to an event, do it. You know. Um, <coughs> any kind of free opportunity you find, go do it. It's free. It doesn't hurt. Go out, take advantage of everything. You have to learn about your niche. The only way you're going to learn is to go out there, participate, do it, and become a member of that society, right? That's why we're all here on Blab. We're here communicating with other like-minded people. We're finding titles that match what we're interested in. You have to learn the language. People have to see your face and know you. They don't buy just a random brand they buy because they know you. You need to start those relationships, start that networking, let people know you. Um, the next one is outsource your weaknesses. Start planning for what you can't do. If you're not a designer, you're not a programmer, you're not uh, a marketer, you're not, you know, uh, any, anything you can think of. If you're not one of those things that somebody else can do faster, better, cheaper, or more efficient than you, start making a plan. Even if you can't pay for it now, do it yourself, learn a little bit about it. And then over time, when you have the budget, you'll already have a plan in place for what you're going to outsource and what you're going to keep doing yourself until you can also start outsourcing your strengths. And then uh, the last thing is plan for the financial pitfalls and the drops. Um, you're going to suffer uh, most of the time. When you first go out there, uh, you're going to be struggling and sales will happen 
sporadically. So have three months, six months of income set aside so that you can be comfortable and you can keep that abundance mindset and not have to get too much into the scarcity side and start making fearful choices. That's a huge part of it. You have mm -hmm. to know that you can invest in yourself. You have to know that you can give back and that it's going to come back to you. So having that cushion just helps. And then my secret number eight that I didn't put in the book um, that I only talk about kind of live is as you're doing this whole transition, don't aim for perfection, aim for completion. Just get the work done. You can always go back and evolve later. But if you don't exist, you can't evolve, right? So that's in a nutshell, that's what the book talks about. It goes on, gives a little deeper uh, analysis into it. But uh, essentially, that's the seven uh, things that you need to do, uh, plus the bonus eight before you <laughs> go from being employee to business owner. Good. Good checklist. Yeah, yeah so, good. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Glad you guys I mean, like it. I got a bunch of those little books that we put out there. Okay. I reposted already, but feel free to repost it again. I think it will be really interesting. Yeah, I saw that. I appreciate it. And there's yeah. no opt-in. There's no, for those of you who visited the page, you just click it. It just downloads directly. I'm not using this as list building right now for that. Very nice. Thank you. I want to read it already. <laughs> you read it already. Awesome. I want to go into two points that you mentioned. Um, one is the educate yourself and a little, little anecdote about myself. So I was in Barcelona back then and needed to make money. And as I mentioned before, I used to be a car mechanic. And this whole mobile thing was happening, but I had no clue about it. But there were many other people who didn't know about it, but there was a lot of demand for mobile development. So I just got myself into it for a couple of weeks and eventually months and, and really learned everything about it and started building mobile apps and then offering my services. So for all those people who don't know what you can do out there, I mean, you should find something that you also want to do, but it's, it's just about taking the time and, and as Mike said before, taking your vacation time and putting some effort and, and learn about things that, that you could resell. And many things you probably know already, you just need to find out that people want to pay for it. And yeah, the other point you mentioned regarding also related to the vacation, many people always ask me about, what is the secret formula to get where I am nowadays to have a, a really good running company with 20 people? And I don't think there's really a formula, but something I really have is discipline and I've put in a lot of hard work. Maybe many people don't see that nowadays because I post a lot of um, a lot of surfing and other fun pictures on, on Facebook. I have put a couple of years and Bjorn, you know, the time in Barcelona when you guys were going out many times, I just didn't go out working day and night on, on. Yeah, but it's a bit poor connection now. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I love there. everybody misses the part where you put in the years of hard work <laughs> before uh, you got paid anything. And then they're just looking at where you are now when you're successful and saying, wow, you must be so lucky. You're like, well, I remember struggling and, you know, barely getting by. That's what I remember. Yeah, I mean, Stefan was just sharing a story. I mean, I've met Stefan like seven years ago in Barcelona, I think. I wanted to learn kite surfing and somebody connected me with this guy because he was a kite, the kite surfing guy. So we we stayed in touch, but he was like, I mean, um, he was very he was very focused, and a city like Barcelona, as you can imagine, has a lot of uh, distractions to offer. Um, and especially, especially we talked about digital nomads last time. Traveling is a huge distraction, and traveling can be fun, but you need to get your shit together if you want if if it's an objective to build a business. If not, if you want to travel, enjoy traveling. Um, 
but it's great to combine these two things and i think you can do it if you're um dedicated in and, and disciplined and yeah i mean i haven't seen stefan for for months sometimes just because actually, he was away getting stuff yeah actually i would have a question from you Bjorn, about this are you going on the cruise i go on a cruise you yeah. are so for everybody who doesn't know so there's an amazing cruise it's a relocation boat for three thousand people from Grand Canarias, um, Webwork Travel, who is in the chat here as well, um, did an amazing job, uh, Johannes. Um, it goes to Brazil for nine days. It's really good price, 150 euros. And um, I think it's like 150 location independent entrepreneurs, freelancers, and digital nomads. And I'm going to use that time to read and to learn because um, there's no Wi-Fi. So exactly what uh, Mike said, use that vacation time to do something productive. And um, internet is amazing distracting so um, being away uh, you can use those times they're gonna be like 150 200 300 people who want to share the knowledge so let's connect and let's um, use this week um, to really like learn from each other and and have this quiet time really to think where you want to be the next three months six months 18 months and where do you want to be in your life and I, I don't know I love checklists so that's definitely something I'm gonna do refresh my bucket list and refresh my life goals and things like that and I think we need to take time off to just think about where are we and look back at us and see, are we moving to a direction that makes us happy and where we want to be? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just had to decide yesterday, actually, and I was a little bit, I, I wasn't sure that, you know, what is the right decision for me. I was going to go on the cruise, uh, which I, I really regret that I'm not going to, because I think it's going to be amazing. But I just, yesterday, I kind of faced the choice that, I really started to put so much energy into building my business. And if, you know, this is the right time for me to really go on the cruise and, and then after Brazil, um, I would be spending another two months there. And it was a difficult choice, but I decided not to go. And I'm going to spend a, another month here in my country. I kind of feel that, you know, I have everything here that is set and it kind of gives me the stability. And it's also really cheap to work from here. And, and then probably I'm going to be just relocating myself to Asia. From, from November, but that's just something really interesting. And just today I, I saw that you are going and I think it's just so, you know, these are the kind of the big questions that, that you know, like some of us may have. And there's yeah. not like one right answer, but just there are different, uh, different ways to do it. But I, I'm really looking forward to, to you know, to, to be connected with you guys and hear more about the cruise and, you know, the different things that's going on over there. Well, the cruise doesn't run away. It's it's every year, and the multiple ships doing that. Yeah, exactly. Good. But it's a very good point because I actually feel guilty now going on a cruise because the business is really taking off, and we are now at a stage where we actually need to start hiring people. And now I'm now I'm going away. I'm going to be away for three to four months, and I really feel guilty. I really love to go there, but my excitement got replaced by actually, am I? Because my objective currently is to build this business and really to start hiring more people, and. Um, and I think that brings us to another topic, like um, should I start a business alone or with a partner? And this is a point where it's good to have somebody else who's location because I can go away and I can start doing business somewhere else. But things in the UK are going to fall down if you're not in a partner, um, in a relationship like with a good business partner or with um, somebody who can really like um, do things on, on, on the ground. So I think very good question. Very good question. So yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to feel more guilty than I felt like four months ago. 
and that's a luxury problem to have to be honest but yeah i think it's not about yeah, but but i think it's just it's going to be really interesting to share and to see that you know what kind of things like how it, it results and you know what other because i think it's you know it's not good or bad choice it's just there are different advantage and disadvantage of certain choices and and yeah. and i think that that's kind of or that's what i feel right now the biggest kind of challenge that i'm facing to you know to make the right choices with all this freedom that that we have everybody struggles with that and the formula is yeah. different for everybody there is no one answer you have to yeah, exactly. kind of search your own self and search where you're at and make the decision on your own. And I think where you're coming from, if you're right, yeah. prepping up for a launch, that's not a good time to be leaving. You need to stay focused and, and focus on that launch, get the launch out next year. Like you said, it'll be there again mm. when you're in a more, when you're in a better place. Yeah. But also like with the thing that Stefan mentioned, it's like good to think about what you want to achieve with your business and if it's freedom, then build a business in a way and sell services or products that allow you to have the freedom. If it's whatever money or something else, um, then think about what you need to do that. And each business model um, has, as Estella said, different challenges and different opportunities, right? But if, yeah, I mean, Stefan proves it, right? I mean, he was working hard for years um, and now he has the freedom to travel um, because it's important to him. Um, for other people might have families and want to enjoy the time and have spent more time with the families. That's all valid points. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the route I took. I took the family route. <laughs> nice. I, I just want to quickly throw out a couple of things. So for those who are in Spain or want, who want to go to Spain next week, next week, Friday, we're hosting in Tarifa. It's in the southern part of Spain, a free workshop about how to get started with your own business. And it's more like a mastermind session where we discuss all together and help to solve each other's problems. So that's happening next week, um, Friday, and I will, we'll announce it tomorrow on our Facebook group. And then for those who have more questions to ask, want to ask questions. So first you can join the live seat, just let us know in the chat and we make a seat available for you and you can join and ask your questions or share your experience with us. And you can also ask a question in our uh, Facebook group. So you can post questions there and you can also avoid other people's questions. Did you uh, guys post the link to the Facebook group? I'm doing it right now again. Awesome. We have pasted a couple of times before, but here it is again. Someone was just asking if the workshop is paid or free. The workshop is free. We have a barbecue there, which is 10 euros, but the workshop itself is for free. Luciano. Yeah. So there's, there's another question on Facebook, which is quite interesting. Um, so when people start, many times they want to build a product. And building a product is not the easiest way to um, start your own business. So many times it's just doing freelancing work where it's very easy to find clients and get started with something and also get the experience about running a business, which is to deal with accounting, taxes and all that. And the question there is, if you start with a freelancing business or a service business, you actually find time to build products. Um, Mike, is that something you have experience in? Yeah, finding the time to build products. Um, you basically have to just do it. And it depends on the kind of products. If you're doing an information product like these little books um, that I was doing that lead on to other things later, it, it's the same thing. You just have to commit to it. So what I like to do 
when I'm creating any product is I'm a big formula guy. So I formulatize everything I can. So my formula for creating, like say writing a book, for example, I start by looking at the audience that I'm trying to serve, figuring out what their need is, what is their problem? How am I going to serve them? And then I answer that question and that becomes the title. So I get asked a lot, how do I quit my job and become an employee? Turned it into a book. What do I need to do to be successful online? Turned it into a book over and over again. That's how I get my inspiration for everything. Who are the people I'm trying to serve? What is their problem? What is their pain points? Because then it's going to instantly increase the success of the product because you know it's something they want, you know it's something they need. So I start with the title by making a promise. What is my promise? Now that I've made my promise, I can go through and write the rest of the book by making bullet points of fulfilling the promise. What do I need to write? What do I need to fill in to do that? So whether it becomes an eight to 15 page, you know, giveaway book, or it turns into a 50 to 100 page, you know, paid book that you're actually selling as a, a product that's going to go out there, or maybe you put it on Amazon, whatever, same process applies. You still have to make a promise, then you have to fulfill on that promise and meet that. Then I find once I have all those bullet points down, then I have to decide what's my call to action going to be in the end? What am I going to set them up for? You always want to lead them into the next conversation of working with you deeper. So for those of you who saw the book, you saw that I did that on the end of every book. I ended off with some final notes and then a call to action of what I want them to do and how I want them to do it. So if there's nothing in their mind, that's a question. They know what the next step is. They know how they can take this further. You can even do that on the paid books. Hey, here's the next chapter in this series. Here's how you can take this further. And then I just go back and I write it all down. So whether this takes you a week, a month, or a day, I usually pop out like a 15-page book. I'll do that in a, the first couple hours of my day. I just formulatize it just like that, go back and add the conversation from one point to the next, and then bang, you got a product that you can put out there. Uh, Mike, I think I, I fully agree with what you say, but also when I talk to people, um, they often have a problem understanding what it all means because it's, it's very abstract. So maybe we can give the audience a more concrete example. Um, for example, let's say we have someone who has a very formal education as a lawyer and he or she wants to start um, his or her own business. How, how should they go about? How should they get started? And this business doesn't need to be in the field of law, but how would they actually start doing that? So, they, so in your example, you want to take a lawyer who is no longer going to be practicing law. They're going to be doing something else. Did I hear that but correctly? They, they could do law, but just in general, if, because people always want to start their own business, but they don't know how to get started. And you just explained it in a very good, but abstract way. And maybe you could okay. just walk us through what this person would do. Yeah, practice. so I was speaking specifically about creating a product. Creating a business would be different. So first thing you need to know is you need to know your audience. So the way I like to explain that is a, let's imagine for a moment you have unlimited funds. You, your bank account has $100 trillion, right? Some, some obnoxious, obnoxious number. Money is not a problem, but you're bored. You want to still do this business. You want to do what you're doing forward with. If you were sitting at a table looking at your ideal client, the best person you want to work with, and then you want to think about 
what are you solving for that person? How are you helping them? What is in it for them? And then what do they look like? How old are they? Do they have kids? What are their hobbies? Why are they sitting there working with you? Once you answer that question, now you know how you're going to polarize everything that you're doing from this point forward. You know what kind of message you're going to put out. You know what kind of imagery you're going to put out to attract somebody that would look like that. You might not get that perfect client right off the bat because you're brand new. Nobody knows who you're at. You got to work there. But you still need to plan on how to attract that kind of person once you do have the credibility and the authority in your niche. That's step one then that also answers the question, okay, now what did I want to help them with? That becomes your product base. That becomes your service base. This is, that's how I want to serve. Every business revolves around service. Whether you want to believe it or not, every, you're here serving somebody. You're serving your clients. It may not be a direct service like a waitress or something we're familiar with in the service industry. Every industry is, you're serving somebody regardless of what you offer. So now that you know who it is, you know what it is, now you can start planning your product offers and start planning on how you're going to get that in the hands of your target audience. That's when you start building your sales funnels and your pipelines and discovering, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what price point I'm going to offer it. Here's how I'm going to walk them from being a complete stranger to my biggest fan. And then once you know that, now you know what you need to start doing in your marketing phase. You know, what events do I need to go to? Where does this person that I described in number one, where does that person hang out? Where can I find them? Is this online? Is it more networking events? Is it something where I need to have face-to-face -face interaction? Can this be virtual? Do I need to hang out on Blab every day? What, what do I need to do to attract that person? And then before you know it, now you have who you're serving, how you're serving them, your product offerings, and your marketing approach. Now you just have to go out and actually do it. And that becomes the act of doing business. Okay. That's how I walk my students through it. Thanks a lot for explaining that. Yeah, good summary. Thank you. So, so Bjorn, how did you decide on your business? What kind of business you want to do? And how did you find your audience for that? Um, yeah, um, I think very similar as, as you, I think. Um, I've so I've got asked if I can help with one thing and that led to a good job and that led to more clients from the same contact. And then other things came together because I think also like because I started sharing it, I started talking about it. So um, once uh, that's what Mike said, um, don't aim for perfection, just get started and you will get this learnings on the way. Um, but you have something to talk about and you can talk to people and you always, I always found it useful to tell people actually what's the, what the challenge you have. Like, hey, I need... Um, to ask people really what you need to reach the next level. Uh, for example, if there's a client, ask for, hey, do you know somebody who needs um, a web designer or somebody who needs innovation? So, sorry, I think, ask your question again, but I think I, <laughs> I, was, I was asking, how did, how did you decide on what kind of business yeah, you wanted? So, I think at the beginning, I've um, continued to do what I've done the last 10, 12 years um, digital marketing, um, social, like doing the same thing, social as I've done at the last company. But I actually found that the reason why I went to social was actually a different reason. Um, and that's actually not the thing that makes me happy anymore. So I actually started offering more things that I wanted to offer. And then I fulfilled it afterwards. So I was learning on the way as well. Um, 
but I'm still in the stage that I think I've my objective is also like, especially if you move from a company, if you want to get clients, to be able to say yes to everything. Like uh, you say yes to everything and then you find a way to make it happen. If you need to, you just need to find the right price, but then you hire somebody or you find people who can execute together with you. Um, and then actually once you have too many clients, so now I'm in a stage that actually I moved from not having anybody a year ago to having a couple of people and then offering a lot of different services. So now I need to go back narrow to say, okay, this is the one thing I want to be really, really, really good at. Um, and that's why the agency came together because as an individual, you can't just not deliver on everything and you don't want to deliver on everything because you want to be really good in, in one thing. That's why you want to collaborate with people who can help you. And that's how I think your business started. And I think I'm at the same stage of this um, at this time now. So, so I yeah. would say, say yes to everything. Just try to sell something um, that you're passionate about because there are different ways to do that. Okay. Um, if there's anyone else who wants to join the video chat and ask questions or give a comment, just let you know on the chat on the site and we'll make a seat available for you. I want to go to another question, which is maybe a bit more difficult and painful to answer. So you're, you're quite new in your business. Estella, you're a bit more advanced and Mike, I think you're quite advanced. Um, what are the struggles for each of you in, in the phase you're in? What are you struggling with the most? And, and also, what are your fears? Who wants to start? Good start. Um, I struggle most with um, getting all that stuff done that actually I got offered now. So I think it starts with like finding the right doors, as Mike said, like who are actually your customers? Who, which mm -hmm. door do you need to knock on? And then you knock on different doors and then you need to wait and nothing happens. And then um, sooner or later, if you're a patient, things will, uh, doors will open. So at this stage, a lot of doors open and I actually need to fulfill now the thing. So my current challenge is actually to have people who, who are able and willing to work on this smaller project before I can start hiring like more people who actually then become employees. That's the biggest struggle actually to, to not get, because every client always thinks, even if you just work one day per week, every client always thinks like you're there for them 24-7. Um, and really making sure you fulfill and you give them a good impression and you um, execute, but at the same time actually get more work on and delegate work to more people. So you build a business and you move really from freelancer to a business. That took me, that took me a while. Mm -hmm. So out of your struggles, is there one really major questions that you would like to ask us here in the live chat? Um, I think the pricing one is a crucial question because um, depending on your pricing, you can actually, like, what's the right price to charge for different services? It's a very generic question, but I think it's an important one because um, the money your clients pay you um, actually um, define um, if you can outsource it or if you can rehire it or if it's even worth your, 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 your time, actually. Mm -hmm. um, well, I can answer that for the service part. So when I started as a freelancer, our rates were quite low and you just have to be low in order to get any work at all. But also the quality of clients you get with low rates is usually not that great. But once you start up building better relationships and building a brand and spreading the word of mouth, then your rates will just increase automatically because at some point you just have too much work and you're not finding enough people to hire that can do all that work. 
So instead of saying no to people, you just in, increase your rates and, and see if that works. Maybe you get more work out of that and you really need to focus on hiring quickly or people will just um, go away and, and find someone else. But most of the time you just find customers that are worth the price and you also want to stick to them because they in the end value your work a lot more than the ones who cannot pay as much or don't want to pay as much. Um, Mike, do you have something to say for the product side of pricing? Yeah, I, I agree. Exactly. It's, it's the same concept. So if you're, if you're dealing with a service, your, your product that becomes limited is time and resources, right? So it's economics 101. You have to make sure that your pricing isn't so low that you get too much work that it's not actually profitable or beneficial for you to take that work. You're not making enough from it to justify how busy you are and the amount of resources you now have to take on because of that. So you have to price accordingly. So my rule is I try to start at the top and then work my way down just a little bit. So I like to research the market, see what others uh, are doing similarly priced, find the low, find the high, and aim for the upper middle and start there. And if you find you're bringing on too much work, slowly increase your uh, what you charge until you get to a point where you're servicing the least amount of customers and making the same level of profit. That's when you're at your most efficient point. And then from there, that's when you work on building your resources. Because now you're at your most profitable point. You just go try to find those customers that are in that price point. For physical products, it's a little different because you have costs to produce. You have costs to uh, ship. You have costs of things. Uh, the drop shipping might cost you. You might lose a little bit there. Um, you might be giving away commissions on sales, whatever the case may be. Same point. So first you have to cover your losses and have an acceptable margin and then deal with the same concept at that point of, okay, what is it worth to produce this? I don't want to create a job where I'm selling this product to afford to sell this product. I need to get ahead. So I need to have a big enough margin to make that happen. So it's a similar strategy. You just have a ceiling that you have to meet first. You can't lose money on the product. And then you also have to take into effect is where does this product fit in my sales funnel and my pipeline? Is this a loss leader? Is this something that I can break even at and still give away because I'm just trying to bring on the customers because my back end makes me more money from this person. My lifetime value is really high. Um, there are those kinds of things that, that take effect too. So you have to decide where in the chain is this an acquisition product is it a fulfillment product or is this a growth product where does it fit in my overall strategy that mm -hmm. plays a part in your pricing and your margins as well but for the most part just price it to where you're selling the least amount of possible and profiting the most you can and until you find that crossroads on it you can literally graph it out um, yeah. that's where you want to aim to be that's your sweet spot okay uh, do you guys, do you guys ever ask ask your client to come up with a price? I've I've done that. That's interesting exercise as well. Uh, I have actually done it, but more for like really good friends, and it was usually in situations where um, we weren't able to accommodate them, and we we just I just told them um, let us know about your price, what what you're willing to pay, and we'll see what we can do, and it usually worked out well in the end. But I would only do it for friends. I, I just want to yeah. <laughs> mention something. So in the to build a team, and I want to go into that into a bit, I just want to focus a bit more on the struggles. 
and go through the round. So maybe Stella, you could tell us what are your struggles and fears in your current phase of your business? Well, actually I have quite a few. Like first and foremost is impatience. That, that's how my personality is. And that's what I'm captured with uh, like uh, learning and, and training myself a lot to be more patient and consistent. And also to find a source of motivation every day because sometimes things flowing amazing and things just coming together and everything is like in a really good, you know, really good rhythm. But uh, last week I had a few days when it kind of like slipped out of, of, of the, you know, like this, this really good uh, rhythm. And I found it really difficult to find my way back. And when you are your own boss and you have to be motivating yourself each day and you are the one who's you know, responsible basically and other people is asking, so what's next? What's happening now? Then that's something really new and something that I have to be getting comfortable and I have to be training myself that I'm, I'm basically, I'm stronger and I'm, you know, I, I can find things to do even when, you know, things are not uh, seem to be the brightest. So yeah, these are the two things that I kind of uh, face currently. And I think that it's just experience and that's something that, you know, what the first lesson is a bit probably harder. And then as you go through different phrases, then you always learn and then it becomes much easier. It's just, you know, it's, it's, I'm quite new in, in you know, I, I was always working as a freelancer. I never, uh, I was never responsible for other people. And mm -hmm. I was never really, you know, I, I was living quite comfortably. And this is the first time in my life that I'm just really like pushing for something. And, you know, I kind of feel that every day counts. And, and sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's not the easiest. Yeah. But it's challenging so, and it's a good lesson, I guess. I mean, Building a business is definitely challenging and a lot of people just yeah. see the dream, but it is a challenge. And as I mentioned before, you need to have discipline, focus and yeah. being organized. Exactly. So if you have, if you have one question about the struggles you have for, for us here, what, what is the question? What is the question you would ask us? Okay. So for example, how do you go through phrases that, for example, if you look back in the last like few years that when you developed your business, then did you have uh, phrases when things just didn't work out the way that you, 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 know, you, you thought that it will, or sometimes when you just had to like push harder or sometimes when you're doubting that, you know, what you are doing is right or not. And how do you get through that? Okay. Um, I think I can answer a part of that. So there were a couple of phases where, um, I wasn't feeling great and it actually affected me a lot. So I had a lot of stomach issues then or couldn't sleep. Um, one of those things is when you have clients and they just don't pay and yeah. you have to pay your team. So basically the usual cash flow issue. And what really helped me doing it or always helps me is distracting myself with sport. I mean, it's yeah. hard for me to distract myself with other things. Um, just reading a book that doesn't help because I always keep thinking yeah, about exactly. it. I don't want to do about it. And sport really, really helps um, distracting yourself and getting a clear mind again and then maybe approaching the problem from another point of view. Also, what I learned is to ask for help. I Many, many times I just try doing so, everything but on my own, but it doesn't hurt to discuss problems with other people, especially now that we have a team and, and ask for help to get it solved. And then the same answer as before, many times you just get a different point of view. Um, some things maybe are not that important as it looks to you. And even if it goes wrong, it's, it's not that critical. But also these other people could just help you to come up with, um, yeah, with a solution to it that you haven't seen yourself. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that's really good. Actually, these are the two things that I'm, uh, I'm experimenting. And yeah, today I went for a dance and then after I'm just feeling completely different. So I think that sport is something really good that I definitely have to take on. I think it's, I mean, as a startup. Okay, I think we're losing you. Yeah. So what I what I find helpful when that when that happens, especially um, I mean, in, in my realm, is to is to have masterminds available or to just get yourself involved with like-minded people who have been through the same struggles or or even going through the same struggles. Get somebody who can like uh, like was said just a moment ago. You know, find somebody who can look at the problem from an outside yeah. perspective and show you how okay maybe this thing that you're really stressing over is not that big a deal. And help you get a fresh perspective on things just that that support group whether it's family friends or you know groups like this where you can come ask questions and just be yourself because i mean obviously your your employees and things you're not going to want to put those frustrations downwards you want to keep that outside uh, so that your culture stays positive on the inside don't let them see the struggle so just look for look for other realms like that someone you can talk to and sometimes even just talking about it will make you realize like oh my goodness you know i just saw what happened yeah mm. someone in the chat just mentioned um i got a lot of help from my wife just talking about the problem and totally I, yeah i mean even if your wife or partner is not in the same realm of business or not in business at all i think it just helps talking to someone to calm yourself down having a sounding board absolutely yeah, yeah. So, Mike, what, what are your struggles and fears? So, so my struggles and fears, um, I'm living it right this second. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm normally uh, behind the scenes, right? I'm not the in front of the camera guy. I'm not the, the event guy. I have people to do that uh, for us. So transitioning from being that invisible entity to creating and being the face of a whole new brand is, uh, is where I'm at right now. So this is all a whole new adventure. Uh, for me and pulling in people on that side. Yeah, so cool. That to get over it, I guess you would say is for me, I just, I believe in just doing it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You know, nobody opts into my stuff. Nobody, nobody makes purchases. And uh, that's literally the worst that can happen. So I like to lead by example. So I, I teach all my students get out there and just do it. So mm -hmm. as soon as we created this new brand, uh, I just said, okay, let's just do it. Fastest way to get out there is if I just do it myself because there's nobody, I don't have the time to train somebody to do this uh, effectively. So, the fastest way to, of implementation for me was get my own face out here and just get it done. Mm. So, that that's you know, just pretty much that's it for me. I mean, each, each time we launch a brand, it's a seven figure brand. So, this is uh, going to bring us back into the eight figures uh, again. Um, since we made some strategic changes in how we do business. So that's that's the struggle where I'm at. We went from eight, a solid eight figure to um, solid seven figure. And now we're making our way back up to eight with a whole new uh, branding strategy. So normally uh, I'm a professional fulfillment center. So we have sale, we have a sales floor. We have the tech teams. I have the coaches, I have designers, whatever, credit card compliance teams, the whole, the whole deal. So other gurus and top names, they do all of their lead gen activities. They do none of their own fulfillment. They hire me and my crew invisibly in the background. 
So this brand is us going out there and being the face and pulling in our own lead gen from a direct from uh, fulfillment to the end user standpoint. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a whole new avenue for us of, of being that front face. So that's, that's the struggles that we're dealing with is very similar to a lot of you because we've pretty much just gotten our business in the past by coming in, dominating a market and then having the people that we beat come and say, well, who just beat us? How, did, how the heck did that happen? They didn't do it themselves. Who'd they hire? And then that's how we get our business is they come hire us to do it the same uh, for their other niches. So doing the front uh, kind of grunt work down at the bottom is uh, a new experience kind of for us. We help other people do it every day, um, but doing it yourself is just not the same. So we're starting from ground zero. We brought in no existing resources, um, absolutely nothing. This brand is growing from a goose egg. Mm. The only advantage it has is that, you know, we have staff, I'm sitting in yeah. a 2,000 square foot room right now. Um, <laughs> You know, and we do we do have that uh, financial cushion of basically unlimited resources. So it's um, it's got that those kinds of advantages. But other than that, it's I still have to get on here every day, hang out with people, and put out messages, write new products, and and act just like everybody else. Mm. So, what is your one question of of struggle related to your struggles you have that you would like to ask us or someone else in the audience? Um, well, I think a lot of you guys actually checked out the eBooks and you guys have been listening to me talk. So how did, how did you guys like the, the performance? How did you guys like the information that was shared? So I haven't read the eBook in the, while I was listening to you guys, but I liked a lot the way you presented stuff live. Um, it's a very honest approach. Um, I also like a lot that you give the ebook away without any opt-in. That is something you rarely see today. And I would be curious to hear your strategy behind that. Uh, it's oh. actually due to the phone number that's at the bottom, the call to action. Ah, okay, interesting. It works. It's tight. It's actually so sneak peek. If you guys actually do, uh, if you were to text that, um, it goes through the process of doing the opt-in. It tags your phone number. It asks you for your email address. Asks you a little bit about your company, your website. You're actually in the process of filling out a coaching application, without really knowing. It appears to be a conversation directly with me but it's not, it's an automated system. If you call the number, it rings me. Um, okay. I've had people texting me already during the broadcast. So I kept looking at my phone, it was interesting. Okay. Um, so it, it does work. So I just use more of a relational approach. You know, I serve you before I ask you to serve me. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people call those products free, but I call them an initial exchange because you're exchanging a product in it for their contact info. And so that's why I don't, I don't like necessarily calling them free products. If I say free product, I mean, I'm giving it away. You just click it and mm. download it. And I have other ways to track the conversation if you like what you've read. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I like That's the approach of um, I serve you first before you do something for me. And I live by exactly the same philosophy. So I always give a lot to people without expecting anything back. And I learned in the past years of doing business that it always pays off big time. So that's something I can recommend to everyone listening. Just give away stuff for free, be it your own help, be it some work. Um, people will always remember it and come back to you at some point and give it back in, in different ways. But it always pays off. Add that value. Yeah. Also, something you mentioned before is a mastermind group. 
So many of you listening might not know what it is, especially if you're doing your solo business. So a mastermind group is basically a small group of people, of other entrepreneurs that meet regularly. They could be once per week, they could be once per month and just have a live call like we have now. And you discuss discuss each other's problems there and help each other to solve them because everyone might have an insight on how to do it or might know a person who can help. So if you don't have a team yet, and are working alone, I highly recommend joining a mastermind. And what we can actually do, Fran, if you're listening at the moment, set up a thread in our Facebook group and about a mastermind and let other people just comment on there who are looking for a mastermind and maybe we can just organize something live and have a mastermind set up for you. He says already on it, so excellent. He will post a link in a couple of minutes, I guess. Awesome. Uh, I want to move into the other topic, uh, the question that was asked before in the chat about team. So how difficult was it to build a team and what steps did you take to build that team? And I could, I could start with myself since we're now a 20 people company and, and we're just one or two people four years ago. And my approach to that was really very personal again. So I mentioned before, I like to mix personal and business 100%. I don't keep it separate and it works very well for me. It might not work for everyone else. But the first people I hired were actually my friends because I knew I could trust them. I know them for a long time already and I know they were good at what they were doing. And what happened because I hired them and I also respected them very well and treated them very well. Um, they spread the word about the way I do business, we do business to their friends and I hired their friends again. And so it just continued that people um, found other people and, and we brought them into the company. So we didn't really look for a quite a long time for new hires that just came organically. And what we did later on that also happened more or less random. We had uh, a blog post about how we moved the company to Thailand for a month and um, that went crazily viral and we just received a lot of applications from, from that. So again, just put yourself out there, talk about what you do. It's, it's basically free marketing. Um, since I don't have a marketing background, very little experience, that was a complete surprise to me how well that could work. So just write about what you do, um, because there are many others out there who would like to read it, um, who have the same struggles than you do. Then some steps taken to build a team. Um, what, what we realized when we were 10 people, we, we still had a very flat hierarchy and that's what we wanted to do. We don't want to have management, but as soon as we were a bit more over 10 people, the whole company became a bit more anonymous because not everyone is able to understand what everyone is doing and be up to date. And then weird things start to happen, like um, just someone leaving coffee mug in the office, a dirty coffee mug. And because it's getting anonymous, another person starts doing the same. And all of a sudden, the, the whole office space is not clean anymore. And I mean, that is more a metaphor that goes into other things as well, how you work, if you have multiple people working on projects, if, if people don't know each other and don't see the responsibilities that happen, um, they just careless and become also careless. And what we did in the end, we established a management structure, but with a little bit of a twist. So the manage managers we have in our team, they're not superior to anyone else. So they're still same as everyone else, also gets paid the same salary. But 
they are the people who have maybe a bit more experience and can help the other people to, to guide the whole process. And the overall goal is that we together as a team find a solution with everyone's input, not that a manager or a boss tells someone else you have to do this. I mean, sometimes you have to be strict because you cannot have an endless discussion about everything. But overall, you can still have a very flat um, hierarchy, even though you have a management structure. So these are my experiences. Um, Estelle and Bjorn, you don't have a team yet, but maybe Mike, you have a team. You can answer a bit to that as well. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we actually had a very similar, similar problems to you. And, uh, and uh, actually starting to get actually a lot of somebody not, somebody, somebody not have their mic or is it just me? Mm. Or am I just me? So uh, we have a very similar uh, process here. Everybody is a connection of somebody else. A lot of friends, a lot of family. Um, we have we have kids that run around all the time <laughs> in here. Um, but it's it started as everybody's an extension of somebody. So nobody's really a true stranger uh, to the group. So it, it helps it helps just um, keep everybody in sync and keeps everybody together. Um, the difference is, is we have a very strict hierarchy of from top to the bottom. Everybody has somewhere to fit in. Everybody has different strengths. So the people brought in were brought in for uh, a specific purpose to fill a specific need in a specific slot. And in the hierarchy, each of those slots had a piece to play in the overall scheme, everything from the sales floor to tech team to coaching and et cetera. So it's very much similar to what you just said um, with the one exception of having the strict hierarchy where everybody has their part and then the top dictates what the rest does. So we have, you know, kind of like the brain entity of the body and then everybody else acts out their parts according to the information that disseminates from the top. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. I, I would have one question from you, Stefan, and maybe from you, Mike, as well, that do you have a specific role that you fulfill in your company? I do, yes, absolutely. So what is it? <laughs> Uh, so for me specifically, um, I do programming and marketing. So that's that's the role that I play. So but do, I, do you actually do programming? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every, every day. Yep. And it's not, something not that as you, much, but I still do it. Frequently. Yes. So that's something that you choose. That that's something that you enjoy doing the most, right? Correct. Because I like doing it. That's my hobby. That's yeah. my passion. I do it even when I'm not at work. I just sit around and mess with stuff. So. Okay. Um, I just do it here. It makes sense. And you, Stefan? And you, Bjorn, um, as well? Sorry, I just uh, yeah. asked the question in the chat. Could you repeat your question, please? Yeah, so do you have any specific role that you fulfill in the company? or? Um, so in the first year, I was still a programmer, <coughs> pretty much full-time. Um, in the second year, we were four people, and I did programming, I would say, half-time or even less. But I really turned more into the person who built relationships with other people and also dealt with most of the sales, especially international ones. And I wouldn't have never imagined that I do this, but it was just required when you start a business. And it turned out I actually really, really like it. I get along well with people also because I like to help uh, always. So I always give when we have a new client coming in, I always give a lot. Um, and usually people appreciate that. So I became, to the outside, I think more the, the talker. And on the inside, 
I do many things. I'm personally very, very organized and have a, a lot of discipline and I try to bring that into the company culture because I personally think it's very important. Um, so I just randomly check things or hear about things that don't go wrong. So I come in and see why they went wrong and try to come up with processes to, to make it better the next time. Um, but also overall, I'm involved in, in many things when it comes to organizing events, um, like the, the Thailand thing or now in Cape Town. I mean, it just comes naturally to me again because I, I love the traveling part and I wanted to build a lifestyle company. So for many, many years, I think I was the one pushing it the most at the company. And now I think everyone or almost everyone at the company got it that we're a lifestyle company. So a lot of people are pushing for it now as well. But yeah, I, I do really many things, even the accounting. I, I like to do, I don't really like to do the accounting, but I like to do it myself because I know our accountant always messes it up. So <laughs> I, I do it myself in the end with my business partner. We review everything and make sure we have the numbers right before we submit it to the accountant. Um, I just want to ask to everyone else listening, if you want to join, the live discussion just let us know in the chat and we'll make a spot available for you and feel free to ask us questions as well john do you have more questions you want to ask us or doubts you have i think he might be muted and not yeah you might it. be i actually got one of my students in the chat box she just popped up so i was just saying hi to her <laughs> okay <laughs> following over what do you might what do you mean by students um, so one of the things I also do is uh, we're a business coach. So we, we okay. coach people how to start their businesses, how to uh, do some of the things that I've been talking about. So it's one thing to have somebody tell you these, this information. It's another to have somebody do it for you and with you. So a big component of what we do is we actually do the doing part so that you act as an extension of yourself when you don't have a team. So we, we do the educ every product that I sell, every service that I sell comes with a huge um, education part of it, right? So we teach them how to be better versions of themselves, how to make the sales, how to go out there and do things, as well as we physically develop their website, we develop their funnel, um, we help coach them through what are the good decisions to make, what products should you focus on, what should you probably leave off the table, help you go out and do the market research, come up with taglines, logos, whatever, the, whatever needs to happen in the course of that particular project. Um, yeah, like Terry said, help keep you focused. Um, also accountability. Accountability is huge. If, if we find that people are lacking, um, I get on there, but everybody has a dedicated uh, accountability partner that we assign them to make sure that they are doing what they're supposed to. So if they're not doing their assignments, they're not uh, turning in stuff, they're not moving themselves forward, uh, we will give them a very hard time until they do provide that little kick in the butt that they need sometimes. So when I say students, that's what I mean. We don't call um, our clients clients. We call them students because it's more of a teacher-student relationship that we have with them. Yeah, actually, I, I did join a, an online course that I just I just finished the boot camp, a 10, 10 weeks really intense uh, course, like maybe, you know, you gurus. Brent Weaver. Say again, I didn't get it. You gurus with Brent Weaver. Like maybe Mike, you, you have a connection with him. I don't know. I I don't recognize that. Okay. Me neither. 
Yeah, we we don't do um, like virtual courses. This is actually like live. Like okay. Terry, for example, we we get on actual phone calls and and we talk often, and then we have a private Facebook group where we keep up with during the mean times. Um, once a week, I do on Tuesday nights. I do a training course for an hour, teaching them all the upcoming topics. Um, lately, we've been talking about you know how to position yourself on Blab, how to position yourself on Periscope, um, how to take advantage of these new social networks and stuff like that. Cool. So you guys have questions or want to give a comment? Sounds like uh, Raphael, you're on mute there. So I, maybe I'll just start out. Hey, aloha, bro. Long time. <laughs> so for everybody watching, uh, me and uh, Stefan, we met in Maui in 2008. Oh, you even remember the year. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, 2008, man. It's a big year for me. I mean, this started a, a big changing point in my life. And here we are, 2015. And I'm back in Utah. I'm in my hometown where I grew up. And uh, I mean, well, lots to catch up on. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I'm at that point in my life trying to figure out, you know, what's next. And, uh, you know, I've been traveling quite a bit. Uh, I've been in Europe quite a lot. And just, uh, you know, in all my travels, just trying to think of what do I want to do? What do I want to do in life? Now, you know, I just saw your your post on Facebook about this, this uh, uh, I don't know what you call this forum. Live chat. Live chat. Live chat, yeah. What's this website called? Blab. Blab. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll jump on that. <laughs> and Yeah, and after watching, it was really interesting. So, yeah, my questions are just like, um, and, I, you know, I'm not sure how, you know, what, but I'm just throwing it out there. So, you know, I have a lot of different business ideas. Um, so, and like, Somebody else was talking about, you know, capital. That's a, that's a big thing, you know, to start a business and um, it kind of just sort of, I guess, to backfill on my own personal stuff. Like I've been working a lot on vintage cars and I have a lot of hands-on experience in building art. And uh, when I'm traveling, I see, I see a product and I'm like, oh man, this would be really good. You know, I see something in, in France and I'm like, okay, we need this in the U.S. And trying to think okay how could i make this into a business or uh and i i shoot a lot of photos and i do a lot of stuff but i don't post anything you know i don't write any stories and people will say you, you should be writing you should be posting your photos and and monetizing that and i just don't know where to get started with any of those things um yeah i mean that the question is not where to get started um as a couple of people have mentioned before, it's it's just about doing it and trying it out and failing fast and iterating on it because it's really hard to know what you're actually going to sell and what people will like without even trying it. I mean, you can talk to a lot of people and there's a really good book called The Mom Test and it's called that way because if you ask your mother, do you like that? Would you buy it? She will always say yes. And so will most of your friends. So it's really about asking the right questions to people without revealing what you're actually offering. So finding out what are the people's needs. And there are usually two types of products. Uh, one is the type of product where you are a feature, where you do something nice, but not really a necessity. And the other type of product is where you really solve a pain point. So where people have an issue and they're just willing to throw money at you if you solve your problem. And those pain point problems are usually um, niche problems. So, for example, you work um, in medicine as a doctor, 
and they have a lot of issues and need tools for to, how to make it easier, but they don't have the skills to develop them. And if you're, for example, a software developer, you could just go in there and find out about those pain points. Mm -hmm. What you're offering, or what I understood, what you want to do is more on the emotional side. So it's like images, it's writing, so more on the art. And yeah. it's certainly more difficult, I think, to do it um, because there's also such an excess of uh, art. There's a lot out there and people get flooded with it and also don't have the time anymore to consume it. So people are very busy and work a lot. And I think the best way to do it is to start small and start sharing it with your friends and also get in some way their unbiased feedback. Mm -hmm. So they will, of course, tell you it's nice, but just try to get it out to people and, and see how they like it or set up a website and try to sell it, promote it and see if you have any little success, if there is one single person buying it and really focus on that person, talk to them and ask them what they like about it and if they're willing to share it with some of their friends and build on top of that. And, okay, and, and okay. one more thing, and one, one more thing, like one thing that I would like, one thing that I would like, but I just kind of, you know, I just kind of feel that sometimes, like, I used to have so many ideas, and sometimes you get distracted with so many thoughts and, like, ideas, and what I would do is just, like, write up all your ideas, and then just keep, like, throwing them away, you know, like, not really being attached to any of them, but when you really find something that keeps coming back, then you just start to dedicate time to it, and you really stick with it, you know, because that's the difference between an idea and between, you know, actually putting time and energy and and uh, invest into your business and something that you really you know you're gonna you, you, you're gonna just go for it and sometimes when it's harder then you just remember that that's something that's so important to you and you know and i think that that's just something that i find really useful because i'm the same like if i'm not working if i'm not you know being busy with something really focused then i get super easily lost and i have so many like just distraction and ideas and a friend of mine was just sharing with me last week that he started a just he's doing different experiments for a blog but basically he's writing up 10 ideas every day and then he just like tears the whole paper away and just like throws it you know and that's like another exercise that how you can kind of keep your brain really active and creative without really being attached to an idea but when something is really important that you stick with it I like that because yeah, I'm I'm always writing down ideas and jotting them. I mean, I have a pile like right here. Yeah, exactly. Papers. And it's dangerous. And, you know, and I was recently, I was yeah. just like compiling and like I threw some away, but I'm not usually like really. I'm I'm just like adding and adding and yeah. adding, and it's kind of getting like. Oh. And then you kind of get scared, and you kind of you know you start to do something for one thing, and then you get distracted by another, and then you do a week here, and then a week there, and then a friend comes along and like, oh yeah, dude, that's really good. Like, let's do that, and yeah, that's great. And I yeah. think it's a really good exercise as well. Like sometimes we just have like a circus of sharing ideas when they the only thing is then we just throw ideas out there because I think it's really good exercise but it's not really about developing a business. It's just more about like keeping your brain active and creative. And when you actually have a purpose or, you know, if you have a vision for a business or you just, you know, you need a business because there are also people who needed to develop a business because they needed to make money. So that's a different kind of thing again. So when you get to a stage that you feel that, you know, you are so committed to something that you actually gonna, you know, put like no matter how long it takes, if it takes six months or one year or two years or whatever, and you know, then you just do it. And then you're gonna learn like everything, like we all learning, like I'm learning every day, 
but that's kind of the challenge and i think that that's the beauty of it thank you also, so much i really appreciate <laughs> it you guys justin also check later the comments so someone is replying you okay. uh, there who would like to help you um okay. like to sell stuff thank you uh, rafael are you able to speak now before we didn't hear you i think you're still on mute know. could you check okay um justin do you have any other questions no or comments? i i can hop back out if anybody else is going to come in then yeah, we're happy to have you in if you want to talk more if any i don't know is anybody else queued up or yeah or maybe rafael you too you could just restart it no uh, meanwhile, I, I take one of the questions from Facebook, which is, do you have or did you have a backup plan? So for you, Stella, did you have a backup plan when you started your business? And also for you now, Justin, um, do you have a backup plan? Do you have savings or anything else that you could go back to? I've, my, yeah, my backup plan is, uh, you know, I have a lot of background in, in uh, construction and hands-on type stuff uh, in automotive. So, you know, when I just, I just got back um, from Europe and my brother said, Hey, do you want to go up to Wyoming and work on this job, this project on Monday? I was like, okay. So I was, I literally didn't even unpack. I just packed a different bag and headed out for a week. And so, I mean, I have that kind of stuff, but I've blown all, Yeah. I've pretty much blown through all of my savings um, going back and forth to Europe. And I'm dating a girl in Paris. So, <laughs> it gets expensive that is costly <laughs> yeah what about you Estella well yeah I'm learning a lot actually just this week because uh I'm a little bit I'm really impatient and when I start something then I just you know I just want to have it all so two like about a month ago I, I I just really I thought that yeah like actually like I'm so much into my business it, everything's gonna work out so good that I just don't even need like my freelance clients and I just kind of give up a whole lot of people and um, which was a really big shock but it was a really good lesson about learning that you know you have like I have to make transitions in life and I can't just give up everything and just you know jump and then you know hopefully I'm gonna get on the other side so this week I'm starting to go back to some of my freelance work as well and it's really good and i think that you know it's going to be teaching me a lot, a lot of things about you know how to transition and how to take things uh, step by step and yeah so that's kind of my backup and right now that's why that's another reason that why i've decided that i'm not going on the cruise because i'm a really impulsive person like that's why i think i can understand like justin a lot because i've been doing a lot of crazy stuff in my life and right now i just feel that if i want to get things done i really have to be more focused and i have to be you know, more settled basically. So those are the things that what I'm doing now. And that's my backup plan. So I'm not just, you know, blowing up all my savings going to Brazil and going around the world, but actually I'm gonna stay still a bit. I'm gonna go to Thailand, I'm gonna get like a proper office and I'm gonna get things done. And then when I'm, you know, when I'm settled enough, then that's when I'm gonna, you know, go and travel more. Yeah. Yeah, I can only repeat what I said an hours ago in the show. People only see what I do now and the lifestyle I live. But really to get there, it's a lot of hard work and discipline and focus. And you, someone also mentioned, take your vacation time to actually work on your business, not to go somewhere, but really take the whole time to figure out your business and your weekends and everything. Uh, Raphael, are you able to speak now? Are we hearing you? Oh, no. I just met Raphael a week ago in Santa Cruz, actually in San Francisco and then Santa Cruz. And it's been such an amazing meeting. 
Okay, maybe Raphael, what you could do, um, leave the seat for now, check your sound settings and maybe even restart the whole browser and then join again and see if it works. Yeah, it would be good. Okay. And if anyone else wants to join Mealboy, now is your chance and we have someone ready. Hi. Hey. Hey. hey my name is Cherie. I know it says Peep Social because that's my business. But okay. you guys are so young and darling, and I don't mean that to be patronizing <laughs> at all. Um, I didn't get to stay, uh, join you in the beginning, but I thought it was a great topic. Um, I, I started um, so many businesses in my life, and um, you guys are super, super talented, and you have so many dreams and passions, and really, um, that doesn't really go away. Like I just started this business um, two years ago. So um, you're going to have, you know, and I'm not trying to be your mom or something. Although I could be all of your moms twice <laughs> need that too, you know? <laughs> But, you know, do, you know, there's, there is a balance and it really depends on the person. So if you're starting a business and you have a marriage and kids and a mortgage and you want to start a business, then yeah, you need to give up some things and put some money in the bank and secure, you know, your responsibilities and your family. But if you've just been, you know, hopping around Europe, staying in hostels or whatever, like my daughter did for a while, um, and you don't have responsibilities yet, I mean, it's a great time to test a business. And you can't, what is that saying? You cannot cross a chasm with a single step. Sometimes you do really just have to jump and you're going to fail. And I just want to say you're going to fail. And if you don't ever fail, it's because you're not trying anything new or brave. So, you know, listen to your heart and trust your instincts sooner. Don't wait till you're 45 to go, wait a minute, what do I want to do with my life? You know, like really, um, I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, be smart but cherish those dreams and those passions because not everybody has it. Like my daughter said to me one time, I was, you know, talking about, I get really passionate about entrepreneurs. I love them. I've been one my whole life and I love the people I've met, but she said, mom, not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. And I was like, what? <laughs> what to work for the man? What's the work in corporate America? My God. Um, but so you, you are really special people. And you need to un, you need to real, realize that about yourself. The fact that you have an idea that you can bring into reality that didn't exist before. Um, you know, I could go on and on about what it actually takes to make that happen, but just be sure to take time to appreciate that about yourself and be grateful that you have that because it isn't something that everybody has. So I just wanted to hop on like the old gal, hop on over here and, you know, <laughs> words of wisdom from, you know. No, that's that's super cool. And yeah, it is. Yeah. I 100% agree with you. And maybe you've seen, uh, we're the name of the show is called Optimizing for Happiness. And we have always different topics and it just happens that it's this week about uh, starting your own business. But I also agree that not everyone can and wants to be an entrepreneur. And what we want to work on is really that people do not just live the normal life that is expected for them because there's social pressure from outside, be it their parents or general family and friends, but rather think a bit about how they spend their money 
and maybe work a bit less and spend the money smart and, and work on other things. And it could be a side business, but it could also be enjoying more time with your friends and family or on your hobbies. Um, mm -hmm. So there, there are many, many things um, people could do. And that's why I really, really appreciate and resonate with your comment about, yeah, think about what you are and, and appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks I a lot. Think you, I think that the, the people, um, when I was when I was your age or younger, I don't really know what age you are, so I'm making some assumptions, but um, the world that I was living in, we were just barely, women were just barely being able to take a job, for instance, in America, in the US. I don't know where you guys are located, but we were having the, you know, fight for, you know, burning our bras and, you know, sexual revolution and, you know, all that stuff and protesting and saying, we will never go down. And, you know, now here we are all aging into, you know, supposedly retirement age, but it doesn't really matter. You, I think that you, your generation and the generations in the last couple are smarter. I don't know how. I like to think that we taught you something, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think it's the, the the media, the access you've had to a world perspective that's made you smarter. And you you're not trading your life for a paycheck in hopes that someone will take care of you forever. And I just really also want to say I I the young people that I meet, you know, the people in their 30s, their 20s, they're so much smarter than I was at that age. So you guys are, you guys rock. So you're going to be good. And I'm going to uh, go ahead and follow and subscribe to you so I can see what's happening next week. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Um, yeah, technology I, has I just, really made the world a smaller place. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot think, for joining. I think Rafa is back. I don't know if his mic is good now. Okay. Let's give it. Does my work? So there was also better. something else quickly yeah. wanting to try. Yeah, it works. Yeah. 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 Ah, yeah, awesome. yeah. I just want to say quickly. Oh, okay. Just, okay. Um, there was another person wanting to join. Oh, I can um, jump. I'll jump on. No, no, hold on, hold on. Just, just wait there, and we'll get you on in a bit. Ah, yeah, chose business. Just, just wait a little bit, and we get you on in a few minutes. Or if anyone else wants to leave, we can yeah, I'll jump. Okay, I'll just see you. Okay. Great meeting you again. I'll, I'll speak to you in a bit. So, Joseph is joining. And yeah, so meanwhile, hi guys. Thanks, you can get started, Rafael. Hey. Nice Boom. to see you again. <laughs> hi, Joseph. Yeah. Hey. Oh, is, nice done, setup you have there. Huh? <laughs> oh, thanks. Okay, and uh, I was interested by what you were uh, doing, uh, actually, uh, Stefan, to quit your job and get your started with your first business. Uh, because I've, I've duly, actually, I've been doing this. Uh, this uh, this trip in my life uh, this last years as I'm working like you as a digital nomad and uh, planning to buy a van so as I told you yesterday so we might see uh, somewhere you know so and I I, I think uh, for uh, so what I'm gonna say is just for me oh I started my business which is not like uh, which is not meant to be uh, the rule you know it's just my experience uh, so it can give uh, other people insight so for me it just came it just started step by steps. So I was, uh, before I was working as an IT consultant and I wanted to go for web technologies. I don't know why, because maybe one day I would start my company. So I started like, uh, uh going in that direction, like fi finding ways to be able uh, within my consulting company to start a web, uh, a web division. And then I got hired by a web uh, company 
and then it all started like the process of learning development and and step by step like that and until the point of becoming a digital nomad which i didn't really plan but it was more because i when you start your company you need some cash that you don't uh, always have so i started uh, renting my flat uh, on airbnb and uh, it generated like uh, the minimum amount Perfect. of uh, money i needed to be able to continue to uh, follow this dream of being an entrepreneur and uh under the arms i was like oh maybe it's better to be homeless in the world so so i just uh, traveled the world and did a round the world trip last year which was uh, extremely amazing and so i think it's not a really a matter of uh, like uh, oh i want to be an entrepreneur and i have to change my life now and uh, like uh, quit my job and everything it's much more i think a process that you if you really want to do it you can do step by step not leaving your job yet but just uh, uh, like uh, following uh, lessons to know uh, the technology or the uh, tools that you need to know for your dream and uh, start learning start learning and then start testing maybe in parallel of your job or if you can have any other income it can be good too to to, to try like a, like a, like i do airbnb or any other things or freelancing a job you know but i think it's it was more for me a process of like going step by step and uh, because that like this in a way you take less risks and uh, it's uh, it's coming like uh, naturally. It's like a flow, you know. So that's uh, wh what I wanted to add in the discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I think there was also a question in between at the beginning, but I don't remember anymore what it was. Do you remember mm -hmm. the questions you had? That I had. On my yeah. Side? There, was a, there was a question where you you gave a long speech now with a lot of interesting stuff. But you also had a question in the beginning, which I want to answer, but I actually forgot. I, I didn't think I asked a question in the beginning. Maybe I forgot it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Never That's mind. It. We also have uh, Joseph in here. Maybe you want to explain a little bit about you? Uh, yeah, I, this is pretty cool. I just found uh, the when to quit your job and how to get started with your first business just scrolling through. It's funny because about two weeks ago, I actually did quit my job with no oh, like idea of exactly what i was gonna do and i still don't but <laughs> I, <laughs> I say yes to that <laughs> i i have a couple months of runway where i can have my bills paid and other than that i am not really sure what I'm, i just don't want to get another job that's basically what it is um i i've always thought my hour was worth more than i was ever getting paid and so I started a blog. It's called Baller on a Budget. It's ballerandabudget.org. And uh, I'm actually going to put it in the chat. What's that? Oh, yeah, I'll put it in the chat. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I'm also starting a podcast called Baller on a Budget. And basically, I'm just trying to talk to awesome people that also are trying to make money in unconventional ways, you know, instead of trading their, their time for hours. And uh, so this is cool. I just wanted to say hi because... It looks like I've found some like-minded people. And... <laughs> you already found the podcast, no? Yeah, and uh, I'm also looking for people to interview for the podcast. So if any of you know someone that might be interesting uh, that's doing something in a different way, maybe any one of you guys, uh, that would be cool too. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people who might be interesting. So just connect with me after this, this live chat. And also maybe you want to reach out to people in the chat right now and ask them because I, I, I'm not able to read everything, but I, I think a couple of people are responding to what you're saying. 
Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll link. I'll link to my blog and uh, all my contact information. Um, mostly, I'm just excited to meet people there. Also, you know, struggling doing this internet thing and just kind of knowing that there's potential out there, but and not even necessarily having a product to sell per se yet, but just knowing that building this foundation and this network and then uh, so that when, you know, the opportunities present themselves, we'll be prepared. And I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot for joining. Do you guys have any more questions or anyone else who wants to jump in who has a question? I can jump out. So I can jump out. So this guy was nice meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with the band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See you Bye soon. guys, bye, See by yourself. So, talk to you later, Rafael. So if anyone wants to join, now is your chance. Um, I think we give it five or 10 minutes more and then yeah. I'm ready to have some dinner. Marcus is here as well. And there are some Hungarian people I see turning up. Okay, don't be shy, just come in. Yeah, Marcus, it will be great. Okay. Yeah. From where are you joining us? Santa Cruz, Bolivia. Wow. Yeah, awesome. of course. Today we really have people from all over the place. From Santa Cruz? Yeah. Nice. I was Bolivia, there last no. week. Not yet. Really? Wow. Yeah, actually like uh, Rafa, like he, he was just on like two minutes ago. Like I met him there. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Oh, we missed each other. I yeah, we were at the, the, the full moon, like the film eclipse. Ah, that's oh, him. Ah, I see. So that's uh, not in California, you are? No. Ah, okay, that's a different Santa Cruz then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot Same for all the guys in the <laughs> chat. Okay, so. Hi, person. Hey. Hi, Marcus. Nice to meet you. Go ahead, Jan. Okay, um, so um, I have uh, actually several ideas that I would like to work on more. Uh, right now, I have a mm -hmm. full-time job. Um, it doesn't leave me a lot of space for, for doing it. Um, yeah, but I'm actually in a, in a good position right now that I, that I have the freedom to do what I do right now. I travel while I uh, have a full-time position, um, uh, which is very comfortable. Uh, and I also have um, some responsibilities, so I have quite a, uh, a lot of fixed costs every month. Every month. Uh, but still, I have the dream of uh, dedicating myself fully to one of my ideas. So my question would be, um, should I, uh, well, of course, I would need to get some uh, runway uh, as well. I'm, I'm working on that right now to get some savings. But then um, I see what you did, Stefan. You, uh, you instead of working on, on an own uh, idea or project, you, you have kind of, uh, you did a consultancy or you, you, do, you do contract work, right? Which allows you to, uh, to found stuff like Optimatic Happiness on the side, um, which is, I, I, I think it's a very good idea. And uh, me coming from consultancy uh, <laughs> work, I did that for many years before, and I, I know I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I'm thinking of doing actually the same. So yeah, doing, going back to freelance work and, uh, and working on my, my ideas on the side and traveling. So yeah, cool. I to have your opinion on that. <laughs> yeah, exciting. <laughs> I didn't understand everything uh, perfectly because your audience is coming over really, really quiet. So could you repeat the, the core question you're asking? Yeah, what's, what's your take on, uh, on uh, directly going and, uh, and investing all of your time into an idea or 
rather going into consulting work and uh, use it to bootstrap uh, the work on an, on an idea. Um, I think it really depends on what kind of person you are and how much risk you can take and you're willing to take. So, I mean, now in the position I'm in, I can take quite some risk because I have a financial buffer. But back then, when I didn't have any savings, I wouldn't go into something... Um, hold on a second. Marcus, could you mute yourself? I think you're generating some noise. Or someone, I don't know who it is. Okay, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's you, Jan. Could you mute yourself quickly? Yeah, it was you, Jan. So just unmute when you when you want to say something again. Um, so yeah, it depends what kind of person you are and how much risk you can take and want to take and if you have family or not and how much savings you have. But I personally wouldn't take the risk to go into something I don't fully understand. Um, because I've mentioned before, if you start a new product, you have a lot of um, hypotheses about it, but it's not necessarily the reality. So you believe in something, you believe in it a lot because it's your little baby and you think it's all going to turn out like this and reality never turns out like that. So I would rather take it slowly. And since you are doing freelance work, I would maybe do it half time and have a little bit of income and then slowly transition into the other thing. And many times, especially if you look at startups, there are many startups who came up with an idea and turned into, by doing that, they discovered other things and turned into doing that. For example, Airbnb, they wanted to do something for conferences. And it only happened that they um, hosted people at their place that they then came up with the idea of Airbnb. So something completely random um, just by working on something at all. And there are many other startups which you can read about where that happened. But but even for, for smaller projects that happens. And maybe as a freelance developer, it can also happen that you work on a project that turns out to be interesting. And you're working for another person who is rather strong on business or marketing or has really strong domain knowledge in something. And maybe you end up partnering with that person. And I think that's much more powerful than trying something on your own in a market you have no clue about. If you want to respond, you need to unmute yourself again. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Uh, it's uh, very true. Um, it's also interesting what uh, what Luke did, a common friend. Uh, so he he uh, had several good ideas and invested some time in research and then just getting some kind of uh, idea of there's a market. And uh, yeah, I, I think I don't know how many iterations he went through, but one of them took off, right? And uh, he's dedicating himself full time to it now, uh, or more and more at least. And yeah, that's uh, definitely uh, inspiration. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Thanks a lot for joining, Jan, and feel free to ask more questions if you have any. Oh, I opened my spot. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's a very okay. good, uh, very good uh, talk. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Jan. Bye, bye. Hey, Marcus. Bye. Can you? Are you able to hear us? Are you able to speak? Maybe unmute hey, yourself Marcus. again. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. How are you doing? Great. I think you're the first person to be in the show because, I mean, I know you only since a short time, but from what I know about you, you have achieved a lot of things at very little time while traveling all the time. So you're distracted by traveling and you have set up a, a couple of huge conferences with, I think, four to 500 people. You started um, 
a job platform. You have to get it with your girlfriend a travel blog. What else have you been done? <laughs> so um, to to um, tell the whole story, we started both as um, freelancers um, right after quitting our job. And, and this just happened when we went on a, a longer trip to Southeast Asia, which was not supposed to be your start into our digital nomad life. But after a while, after two or three months traveling in Thailand and Burma and the Philippines, things came together. We read a certain ebook, and my girlfriend was motivated to start something on her own. And um, I was there to support her with my skills in online marketing. And at this time, I already founded my company in Berlin to, to um, offer online marketing consulting, but very boring and just in Berlin, this was um, the idea. Yeah, and things came together that um, we tried to take our first client while traveling on the road and it worked out. We, we earned our first uh, dollars or uh, euros in this case on the road. And we say, wow, what, what, how cool is this? Let's let's go on with, with this lifestyle. We, we never want to go back home. And so we were totally catched by this digital nomad lifestyle without uh, even planning going into it. And yeah, besides the first clients, which we took on the road, um, we decided to set up the travel blog, which we already had for, for my brother and my mother and, and for her parents, where it was just like a private travel blog. Um, we went uh, somewhere with a motorbike in Asia and eat some ice and here are the pictures and see you tomorrow. Um, we transformed this one into a really professional travel blog because we know there are some travel blockers out there who can make a living just um, with their travel blog. I had to know how, how to gain traffic and reach. And um, Feli has um, all the knowledge from backpacking for over, I think, 15 years um, when we were in Asia. Yeah, so um, we decided to give it a go. And we also earned our first affiliate earnings from Amazon, like seven euro something, or um, the first advertorial for 50 euro. But yeah, we made the first bucks on the road. And since then we were catched in, in this lifestyle. That's awesome. I have a very specific question for you. I mean, I introduced you already as the person who has achieved so much in so little time while traveling and traveling costs a lot of time. And there are many people out there who have a lot of time, who have savings and want to start a business, but they're still struggling. So what is your secret to mm. achieve all that what are you doing is it like a certain routine has it to do with discipline are you very organized or how do you um, keep focus i would i would say it's a mix we are we are very um disciplinated um we know for what we are doing this so um even when we are traveling we are working very hard and we are working very much and even the participants on our dnx events um when they meet us on the road and say okay guys i know you and um yeah, let's catch up or let's do some co-working. And we are always the guys who are sitting the longest there, like for six, seven, eight hours per day. And then say, hey, you really work that hard uh, that you announced on the conference. And we said, yeah, for sure. It's, there, there's no no quick quick way or or something magical. So I think it's, it's hard work. It's lots of discipline. And just um, do something or start something. And we also did many things which didn't work out, but as we are so motivated to to live this lifestyle we, we try 1000 things and two works three work now now we have four projects which are working um quite good 
So I think it's the doing models and the discipline and yeah, just, just get things started and try, try hard. And, and um, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go. Just, want to, just in relation with this, like, do you have any like special amount of time that you would stay in one place? Like sometimes, like in my experience, that if I stay just a week, then it's just kind of enough that I get into like the the vibration of a place, and then I have to leave. And and like, do you have like anything like a week, a month, or like what is kind of like a secret recipe that you have to stay in one place to actually get things done, and then uh, be able to move on? Um, we travel very slow. I think you you can't get many things done when yeah. you travel too quickly like you said every week it's not feasible it's yeah. okay it's for fun you can do it if you want to go for the amazonas for one week and make a digital detox you can do it but if you want to get productive um then you have to stay at least like four weeks or six weeks i think this is the average time we stay at one place and this is enough time to set up your infrastructure and to get into certain routines because stefan you were asking if we follow certain routines we are also very structured in um, optimizing ourselves especially i'm very much into life hacking and see how i can be a better i every day so um, in the morning i start the day with the seven minute app i work a little bit out with functional training do some sports and then i meditate then uh, i make the bed so so it's so the first success in the morning it's it's a very cool hack if you make your bed every morning um mm -hmm. And then I try to be not distracted by email or social media. It's it's very hard to <laughs> to stick to this, but if you can manage it and you directly start with the MIT, the most important task in the day, um, which I start around uh, half past eight or nine because I always wake up with the sunrise. And you do your MIT and you're done with this M MIT at eleven in the morning. You win the day. And mm -hmm. this is a very cool feeling So because afterwards everything can happen. You already got your MIT, you are in the routines, you did some sports, you, you had a healthy breakfast, you wake up with the sunrise, and that's cool. <laughs> you mentioned a couple of things which I also mentioned before, like discipline, focus, being self-organized. And for me, it's very easy because I've always been like that. But for other people who are not like that, is there a way to learn to be disciplined and to learn to be self-organized? Yeah, definitely. Um, because um, before I was also not the most disciplinated and hardworking guy in the world. When I was in the corporate life, um, I was an employee. I got quite a good salary, but I wasted myself totally on the weekends. I went out, I party very hard, I drank too much. Um, on Monday was always like a big disaster. How can I survive the next week? And then on Wednesday, Thursday, my, my mood got better and better. And then was on the peak at Saturday and, and Sunday and Monday was again and at a very deep valley. And um, since I'm doing what I love to do and have my own projects, it's easier for me to, to know for what I'm doing it and to be more disciplined. Mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning, you're so overwhelmed by all the options you have as a self-employed person and not asking any more for permission, anyone, um, that it's very hard to, to be so strict like we are now. But that's, this is okay. I think in the first year, you should try as much things as, as you can. Mm. Um, stick everything against, the, or throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Um, exactly. 
this is what we were doing. And then at a certain point, um, this was in the beginning of this year, actually. Um, so after being like two years on the road and self-employed, we really worked hard. How can we get more um, out or more um, output with less work? So how to optimize our routines, how to optimize our input and set up all this stuff and also set up a little team um, because we were doing everything on our own. Um, you mentioned it, we are doing conferences with like 400, 450 people. The biggest one was 500 people in, in May this year. And I was doing all the participant management with Google Docs and, and, and sending out in, in Gmail and we didn't want to spend the money for Eventbrite. But then at a certain point in, uh, in the beginning of this year, we said, okay, if we want to grow and if we want to have more time for business development, for example, we have to set up a team slowly. And mm -hmm. I think this is also another um, success point that we didn't try to grow our team too early and say, oh no, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I want to throw out a strategy which I've heard many times and that is just make a commitment to some external people because if you just make commitment to yourself it's so easy to procrastinate and do something else mm -hmm. and just get into yeah just give up on it but if you make a commitment to other people be it your friends or be it your parents or family members you you have all this fear of failing and you don't want to show them that you're you're failing and it really helps you yourself to push yourself and maybe justin you're also back now in into the chat maybe that's something you could do to get started yeah. that you yeah. have so many ideas but you're actually not committing to them to do them so mm -hmm. maybe just put it out there and tell people i'm going to do this and do it yeah. until you actually fail or not fail uh, that's that's a good good advice from you stefan and you could also um put this one on on a further level and and say if i don't um achieve this goal in this time i have to donate some money to my best friend or even <laughs> worse um there are examples where i have to donate money for someone i hate or don't like or my worst football team so my biggest enemy and at this point i think you will start to work on this and do something <laughs> There, there are even websites out for this uh, projects where you can um, transfer your money and if you achieve the goal, you get your money back. Otherwise, they will spend it to, to the person you are, um, decided before. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah, um, go ahead. You're, okay, so, uh, so you're, you're, you're making money. I, I'm looking at your website over here, um, the DNX Global. Yes, and I'm going to check. I'm going to look into it more. So I mean, I can kind of get a gathering what you're doing there. But you've started. You you do monetize, and you've started making money, um, travel blogging and freelancing, and stuff. freelancing uh -huh. and stuff. And mm -hmm. maybe that's where you got your start. Is that right? Yeah, um, we bootstrap everything, and this is uh, what get us started and let us sleep um, more calm. And we always worked on these um, projects beside but um the prior number one where our clients always and um i would suggest everyone who doesn't have a big um, um funding of of money um offer your skills and gain some more experience in working as a freelancer with clients where do you start there that's where um, i'm at i'm not doing any of that so i don't know where to mm -hmm. start I mean, I'm doing all the traveling and I'm doing, I'm having the most incredible experiences and 
not having an outlet for it, you know, to monitor. Yeah. I mean, I feel a little guilty to monetize that, but people always are telling me, you know, you you need to be doing this. And yeah, definitely. It's same for me in the beginning, especially. I thought, um, yeah, I, I felt a little bit guilty taking money for something I didn't see um, that much worthy than it is. So for me, it was very common to to set up um, websites on WordPress. I said, who will buy a website from me? It's so easy. Yeah? Um, before I got into this mindset, no, this is exactly the skill you have and some other people are looking for. And um, this is how we started. And we started very broad. So we offered everything and said, okay, we can build a website for you. you, you we can consult you in online marketing. We can set up some campaigns, online marketing campaigns. We can also do analysis. We can do um, the operative stuff. We can do everything um, and like throw everything against the wall and then see what sticks. And then we saw the first um, contractors for, for this website building service where some freelancers who wanted um, to set up a personal branded website, like I have marcusmeurer.com. They saw my website and they said, this is cool. There, there are the skills from this guy, his experience, his background, and especially especially for, for other freelancers, um, we um, set up or built these first websites. We also um, built some websites for free just to get some testimonials. So as I said before, hard work. And um, then we tried to to shape it into on, into our first like um, niche product and called it Bundesite. And this is especially personal branded websites. Mm -hmm. And this is how one thing came to, to another, especially in this um, freelancing service building websites for other people. And so, everybody has skills. Yeah, exactly. So Justin, I know you from living on Maui together. And after that, you also have been traveling quite a lot in a really cool way. And you now think there's no value in that because for you, it's very easy to do it. But you also have to think about it every day. There are a lot of new babies born and they become teenagers eventually. And they look at the stuff you post on Facebook and other people post on Facebook. And they want to know how to do it and where to go and where's the best stuff. So that is where the real value is. You can share so much of your experience and knowledge with others and people are also willing to pay for that there's real value behind it i really thought about that yeah you have an amazing life you have lived an amazing life and i'm sure you're going to continue living an amazing life and Thanks, that's what people want to do as well so share with people how you did it um and make it accessible share the best part share the and worst maybe part. you could be yeah, and maybe you could be doing some coaching as well. Like, you know, sometimes people would just like fly out to spend like a crazy weekend and actually learn like surf or learn something, things mm -hmm. that, you know, they wouldn't do for themselves. Absolutely. And if you're willing to actually like, you know, like lead them into like something different and give them a different value, then I think that that's, you know, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. I'm loving this. You guys do this once a week. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. We do it once a week with different topics. Okay. I would love to have you on again Absolutely. and hear the continuation of your story. Cool. Marcus, do you, do you have anything else you want to add? If not, maybe. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I have um, some tips for how to set up routines if you're at this point. Yeah, cool. um, what I forget to mention is that I fill out my um, five-minute journal every morning. Hmm. So maybe some people know this uh, journal. It's like a... Um, gratitude journal, um, which brings you in a positive mindset. And it asks you every day, um, 
certain questions every morning you fill out and it starts uh, asking you what are you grateful for so i'm grateful for example on, on the 4th of july i was grateful for my girlfriend <laughs> i was grateful for for my healthy breakfast and the sun which was shining mm -hmm. and this directly brings you in a, in a positive mindset and says okay life is cool life is good i don't have to worry about the other stuff and the second question every morning you should ask yourself is what would make today great and this this question brings you into the the mindset um, thinking about the day what what will happen and what should happen and how could i make this this day the best day in the world and um, for example this day it was like i was going with a friend to, to a sports tournament um the other one was um uh, watching a movie I, I was looking forward for a long time and just chill so it was a day at the at the weekend um this works out very well this gratitude journal and the third question um every morning is like a daily affirmation um there are some affirmations you can tell yourself where you want to get better and the more often you think about for example for me it's speaking on conferences or speaking on a stage in front of uh, these uh, many people um, the more you think about i want to be a good speaker i want to be a good speaker it's somewhere inside um, then in your head and you start um, from yourself investigating for some more videos or improving especially the skill so this is what what i could really um um um, recommend everyone I think they have also an app for this it's mm -hmm. called the five minute journal actually it's it's a news coming out from the four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss um, two guys set this uh, book up they are what very is cool. the app? can you just put that down I, I put a link oh, yeah, okay. yeah I have it here okay and another hack or tip for setting up new routines and structures is the app um, lift now it's called coach me mm -hmm. Maybe you heard about it, coach.me. And there you can set up all your routines for every day and can like check it if, if you've done it mm -hmm. and um, see your progress. And if it's a hard habit or routine you want to set up, there are um, coaches in this app where they, they offer their services for, for little money. So it's very helpful. And for example, um, these are my habits. There are very many habits now because, I'm, as I said, I'm, I love self-optimizing. It's like I said, wake up with summarize. This is what I did today. Make my bed. I did the seven-minute workout. I meditate with the um, I use the app Headspace. Then I filled out the five-minute journal. I did my MIT, and which is open for today is I want to learn one Duolingo lesson for learning Spanish. I will do it later later in this day. <laughs> I, I have to set priorities for the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, I use Wunderlist for, for um, uh, going through my tasks. And no screens after 10 p.m. <laughs> I, I didn't hit this one. <laughs> Not and, and write in the journal in the evening. Mm -hmm. So quite a lot, but um, you can start with, with um, this is another tip. Don't, don't start with too many routines or too many habits at once. Um, if you want to be good in sports or better in like push-ups, start with one push-up per day. Mm -hmm. And if you stick it, stick to it for one week, do two push-ups two push and then go to three and then go to four. But don't 
um, try to be too quick because you're too disappointed if you can't hit the goal. And you don't mix these different disciplines because sometimes, like sometimes, I say to myself that you know I'm going to be doing yoga, but sometimes I just really feel like dancing and I just want to dance. So, yeah, why not? I don't so, know, um, but that's like I'm just like experimenting with different things. I'm 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 not that good at like setting routines every day the same thing because sometimes I just no. really feel like doing something different but but it's interesting like I'm experimenting myself and I'm just interested that how you see it like do you have the same routine for each day or you kind of mix them sometimes mm, or you can for example yeah for example the seven minute app um, there are different programs like uh, when I I'm, was training very hard for for my level testing and Krav Maga, I was um, working on my on my lower body for being more flexible there and do to the kicks and something. And but for example, when I feel waste, um, when I feel um, um, tired and had a long day, I just do the stretching program in the seven minute app. And you should not yeah be too hard to yourself if you miss one routine a day this was my um, mistake in before and then i realized it's it's not about winning a game or something it mm. should just be a tool to help yourself yeah cool yeah thank you yeah i maybe want to comment on what you said uh estella because i don't have any routines to be honest um mm -hmm. i do have enough discipline though when when stuff needs to get done um and I do agree a lot with Marcus, though, that if you don't have discipline yet and you're starting a new project or generally want to work on your life, um, as Marcus calls them, life hacks, I think routines are really, really good. I think to get started. So um, for all listeners, I have put links to what Marcus mentioned. Um, just go through that stuff and try to set up your own routines until you're disciplined enough and then maybe you can fall back to life without routines again. Mm -hmm. And also for you, Justin, uh, Marcus mentioned something called Coach Me, where you can put in stuff and there are people who help you, who basically coach you. Maybe that's something you can also look into. Um, there might be platforms or marketplaces out there where you could just become a coach for other people and they mm -hmm. will take some commission, but it could be a great way for you to get started into something. Yeah, I'm going to check. I've got the website open here. Yeah, I know what I'm spent. It's oh, uh, three in the afternoon here, so I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon, the rest of the evening, digging into all this. Yeah, for us, it's actually getting quite late, and I think we're 45 minutes over what we have originally planned. Uh, I'm getting super tired because before this, I just came out of the water from kite surfing. I'm oh, happy. <laughs> That's a good tiredness, though. <laughs> I'm happy to give it another 50 minutes because it's super interesting at the moment. And also, if anyone else wants to join in the last 50 minutes, um, let us know in the chat now, and if you have any more. I, I will leave. Okay. Thanks a lot for joining, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. And see you soon. Yeah. Speak to you soon. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. And I can go too. But yeah, having him on that was great. You know, I, he's a great guy. I got I, yeah. I filled a whole page of notes there to look at. Yeah, for everyone else, Marcus and Feli, um, his girlfriend, what they're doing is simply amazing. I only met them a couple of months ago, and they're pretty new into the whole um, starting a business thing, but they have achieved really, really a lot mm -hmm. from scratch, basically. So everyone listening, just check them out, DNX Global, and um, yeah, the blog I post. Which one is the blog? It's the one from Feli originally. It's called... It's in German only. It's Javelisia. I'll post it again. Okay. 
Cool. So anyone else wants to join in the last minutes of this or you have any more questions, put them in the chat. Um, what about you, Justin? So you came on again. Uh, yeah. Well, when he was talking about uh, traveling, I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I actually, I, he, I wanted to jump in and ask some questions and then he really pretty much answered them. As he was still, so, um, yeah, in fact, and I'm really like, it's, it's uh, serendipitous that this all happened for me because, you know, I'm at this point, like I said, I just got back from Europe. There's a lot of things going on in my personal relationship stuff that's kind of growing. And, uh, you know, I'm at that, you know, I'm 30 years old. I'm like, okay, you know, I really should be, I'm traveling a lot and it's awesome, but, you know, I want to be doing something a little bit more serious and, you know, taking life, uh, well, taking life more seriously, but also still having fun and, and trying to meld those two things together. Um, so I've been like, just been pouring over, you know, really heartfelt, like, Hey, what do I want to do? You know, like, and, uh, literally like just seeing that like, pop up on your Facebook, uh, Facebook wall or, you know, on my wall and see that I was like, Oh, I'm going to check this out. You know, I knew that you were kind of doing some pretty cool stuff. So it was really neat to get on. And I was like, just. What, what, what I wasn't sure exactly what you guys were talking about because I, I heard like drop shipping and some other things get going out there. And I was like, okay, I you know, I do a little bit of stuff on eBay and I've even thought about getting into Amazon, but I'm not sure if this is really up my alley. And then it got a little bit more interesting for me. Definitely answered a lot of questions and put a lot more ideas in my head. So, yeah. Yeah, I really love this live session because it went over a lot of crazy yeah. topics within those three hours. Um, so it turned out really well. We had a lot of people here joining as well. So great, great show. I really, really enjoyed it. I would have just one last question about hey, that. What, where is this optimizing for happiness? Where it does come from? I think that it's just, you know, it's something really new that you started, but it's just so nice to see all the different people popping in from different parts of life and everyone has something to say or something to share or something to ask. And what is kind of your, you know, what is the, the idea behind or the motivation? So optimizing for happiness is something that came based on my whole personal lifestyle, um, but also culture I have established in my company, Mobile Jazz. And the, the longer version of the title is actually optimizing for happiness instead of profit or instead of making money. And already back then when I was uh, in, in California at Stanford and then moved over to Maui because of the four hour work week book and where I met Justin, um, I started living that life of not caring about money and enjoying life by having experiences rather than buying things. And, and that is what optimizing for happiness is about initially. And I just turned it like that into the company and the whole company culture mobile jazz where we're making good money now, but we're also sharing the money with all our employees. So every quarter we have bonuses and they can become quite big, but also we, we don't just take the money in and park it somewhere. We spend it on things. We go to Thailand together. We rented two houses there. We're now going to Cape Town for two months. Mm. We went skiing together, the whole team in, in March. And these kind of things we have barbecues a couple of times per month and just doing stuff on the weekend together. So it's not just a company with employees. Um, everyone is kind of like a partner because they, if the company goes well, they, they receive a bonus which is in the end just a participation of the profit and because of that the direct input 
uh, increases their bonus and makes everyone feel like a partner, not just like a, a dump employee, like many other entrepreneurs treat their employees. And yeah, that's what this is all about. Optimizing yeah. happiness. Oh. whatever I'm you like, do, I like it. whatever you do, try to optimize it for your happiness and the people around you. And I like your, uh, your homepage with the sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. For like, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah thank you guys yeah so thanks everyone for joining you guys here everyone we had on before all the people in the chat the people commenting on facebook um if you enjoyed the show please come again on next time also share it on facebook with your friends on twitter and instagram i would love to have more people on here also if you want to um, join the show as a guest from the beginning just send us an email maybe if i can post the email in the chat now and uh, what, what topic you would like to discuss because it's not only about business was just topic for this week but we want to discuss topics that are all about um, lifestyle living a happy life and and talk through them are you going to be posting up uh, what the topic is yeah it's, any idea what the topic is for next time Somebody yeah we to... we haven't decided yet on the topic for next week but best is to go to optimizingforhappiness.com life and yeah. you can leave your email address and then we'll update you when we know the exact date and topic of the show. But uh, know pretty in the next days, I think we'll make a decision. Okay, cool. I'm going to put it out there. And it's going to be at the same time? Same um, time of day. Yeah, we'll experiment with the time because it's difficult to, to get everyone on. So all the people in Asia, we are cutting off at the moment with this time just to get yeah. the US on. And yeah. we have now mainland Europe and, and Africa on here in the Middle East um although now middle east is also night but yeah we'll, we'll experiment and try different times and try to get on different audiences especially because a lot of cool people are actually living and traveling at the moment in asia as well so it will be great to have them on cool thank cool. you yeah so <laughs> good everyone. to have you thank you <laughs> see you next week Ta -ta. Bye, Hey everyone, so if you made it this far, that means you are still alive and I really hope you enjoyed watching this show and debate we had. If you did, it would be great if you could give us a thumbs up on YouTube and if you are happening to listen to the podcast instead, it would also be great if you could leave us a review there on either iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud. In the next week, we're going to talk about traveling and we speak about the destinations that we like and return to but also the experiences we have made we'll talk about travel hacks how to find free or cheap accommodation and flights and we talk about maintaining friendships with all the people we met while traveling we also speak about making money when traveling and with that we don't mean making money online but rather how to arrive at destination and find a job anywhere if you happen to be in Spain this week, so on this week's Friday, that's October 16th, we are hosting a free workshop that will be about how to get started with your business or if you happen to have your business already, we talk about how to increase your business, how to make your business grow from a one-person business to an actual company. And the workshop itself is free. We offer also a barbecue and if you want and like in the afternoon we play volleyball go slacklining or if there's wind we'll go kite surfing thanks a lot for tuning in and we also have a facebook group where you can follow us and stay updated so just go to our website optimizingforhappiness.com live and there's a link or you can also just search for it on facebook 
Thanks again, guys, and see you next week, hopefully. Bye-bye.